It's the True Penny Show with your host, James True Penny. Hello and welcome to the True Penny Show. My name is James True Penny. This is my show. And today we are looking at New Japan's Why Did We Even Bother in Sapporo, uh, Hokkaido Perpetual Sports Center. Sorry. I was not a fan of this show, but neither was Christy, and she's here to talk about it with me. So, cue up three hours of misery. How are you doing, Christy? <laughs> not three hours. I like the second <laughs> night fine. <laughs> An hour and a half of misery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, it's really funny because usually I'm the one ranting about stuff like this and really angry, and now you're the one very angry. <laughs> Occasionally, <laughs> but it is just. <sighs> we'll I, get to I, it. <laughs> yeah I, the, the theme the theme issue is like we've literally just done a four-hour podcast about the use of this company and how they're going to be the driving force forward and two weeks ago they essentially buried all their ghosts and then on this show they managed to bury everybody under the age of 30 <laughs> so yeah but we'll get we, we will we will take it step by step and not rush the disappointment Everyone's really excited. <laughs> ben is. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but hi, Ben. So I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you. I hope you enjoy listening to today's show. Um. Anywho, that's Ben Spindler of uh, the. Uh, ben Spindler of the Random Wrestling Review. Who it's he's an awesome show. You should go listen to. Anywho, we were indeed at um, Hokkaido Prefectural Sports Center in Sapporo, Hokkaido, Japan, which is the home of Tomoya and Toriano, who were in the opener against Sho Makato and Tomiyaka Honma. Tomoya is an independent wrestler um, and also works for the uh, prefecture as um, a, a, a tourist official. And he is a fairly accomplished wrestler, appeared for DDT last year, um, tagging with Toriano. And they put in a very good performance against Sho Makato and Tomiyaka Honma who seemed hard done by over this weekend, which is fair enough, because he was. Yeah. But the founder use for him. Let's, let's leave it at that. Christy, your thoughts? I, I have to be honest, I didn't watch these. That's okay. I could understand. I was like, Honma's in them. They're, they've got young lions. They've got a guy I don't know, and they've got Yano. <laughs> so I was like, I'll skip it. You you just spent the last three minutes off there explaining to me how chaos are your boys, and you didn't watch a Tariano. <laughs> Not Yano. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Yano just fine, but his sense of humor is like, I, I, I've been watching for like six, seven years now. I get the stick. <laughs> I get it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Let us move on to the opening match of the card. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defeats Yuji Nagata. Seven minutes and fifty-six seconds. Um, <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. said to uh, uh, Chris uh, Ch- Chris Jarl at the end of the show, "By gum, fifty-five years old. He's had his Weetabix today, hasn't he?" <laughs> Which, for, the, for those of you who are not from the United Kingdom in the eighties, was an advertising campaign for Weetabix breakfast cereal. You had, if, have you had your Weetabix this morning? Which, because it was packed full of carbohydrates and would send you on your day. Because you know we we have to dress up. I don't sugar, know why I know that. I don't know. Maybe Zack Saber Junior is just absorbed into your being after all this no, time. No, I'm pretty sure I, I knew it before I even was introduced to Zack Saber Junior. So I'm like, mm. how, how? Maybe a TV show. Or Indeed, 
possibly. But yes, Eugene Goethe putting in an sterling performance, uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Of course, the story behind this was, of course, Eugene Goethe wrestled Brian Danielson uh, on AEW TV not long ago. Zack Sabre Jr. was having none of that. Whatever you can do, I can do better, sunshine. And um, he beats Nagata in seven minutes and 56 seconds. I'm going to see if I can find the Brian Danielson Eugene Nagata match and see how long that one lasted whilst you talk lyrical about this match and explain your thoughts, Christian. Of course. Well, I'm not sure Nagata was supposed to be his opponent for this one. Um, I have a feeling Zach was angling for someone else, which didn't happen, as we can tell. Um, this is really weird, by the way, because James is not even reacting, so I'm just talking to myself. I'm sorry, uh, I turned my microphone off so you didn't hear my keyboard clicking. I thought that was more professional of me. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think he was wanting to wrestle Okada on this show, and it's turned into Nagata, which isn't a horrible prospect, but not Okada. Um, oh, also missing Fujita. Normally, he'd be out there with Zach, but poor Fujita had nose surgery. Not sure if you were oh, aware of James. I did not know. I did not know that he had nose surgery. What yeah, did this he is done? why you follow them on Twitter. I did, uh, yeah, but I don't like, <laughs> I do follow him on Twitter. That doesn't mean I follow about 2,000 people on Twitter. I'm not necessarily seeing all of them. This is why I only follow 300, and I have like a separate <laughs> list with all the wrestlers. So I can see what the fuck they're up to. <laughs> um, apparently, Fujita has been wrestling with problems in his nose, whereas he couldn't breathe properly. Mm. So he had surgery to correct all that. Um, and he's now recovering. Oh. I, we, wish, we wish him well. Yeah, but, but you know what that means? That guy was that good, and he wasn't even physically 100%. Yeah, couldn't actually get the wind in him. So, like... <laughs> as they would say, so that's going to be intriguing. It'd be like mm -hmm. super speedy when he gets back. <laughs> so um... my, my research does tell me that Brian Danielson took 15 minutes and 21 seconds to put away Yuji Nagata. So, Zach's better. Zach Sepper is at least seven minutes better than <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> that's, that's, a that's a horrible thought. It's like a bedroom performance. He lasted seven minutes longer. Yes, carry on. <laughs> you know, if that actually worked that way, then wrestlers would have to consider, do I want shorter matches or do I want longer matches? <laughs> if I have really short matches, apparently I'm better. But if I have long matches, people will like me more. Tanahashi, yeah, Tanahashi said that one year about, like, I think, was it? Uh, Kenny went 40 minutes with Okada and Tanahashi went 32. And Tanahashi said, well, I guess Kenny's eight minutes better. And I'm like... That's not how it works. Surely you're better than he is because you. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently that's how. It's yeah. Well, they both they both lost, I suppose. So, yeah, that would be the reason. Yeah, that's that makes sense now. But yes. Well, I that so. that would make the guy who has the 15 minute belt the best one. Hmm. Not sure. I agree on that. No. Anyway, we'll, we'll move. We'll move on. We Zach have that yet about... to torture us all. Yeah. With. Zach talked about the winner of Naito and Sanada as well in this match, mm -hmm. which is that uh, we all think he's heading for. Yes. That title. But he also talked about the New Japan Cup. He did. A lot and of people was, talked about the New Japan yeah, Cup. Yeah, but he, he, there's an edge to him when he talks about the New Japan Cup, as that's been his baby. And he's won two. And in 
not back to back, but very close together, and no one else has won two in a very long period of time because mm. that tournament's not particularly old. He's kind of like the master of that tournament. So, because he's either been quarter finalist or semi finalist, I think, or yeah. finalist, but like ever since he's been in New Japan. And you know, there's always that, you know, I'm the best tournament wrestler in New Japan, which he is because he's won more tournaments in general than other people have. So, though I suppose Okada's won three G1s and Tanahashi. Okada's won... not a New Japan wrestler anymore. No, he's not. Up until this point. <laughs> <laughs> Up until this afternoon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you see I, do, I, mean. I do think it's interesting uh, the New Japan Cup was because these two days felt very much. Like, normally you'd see people build up storylines, like, I'm going to wrestle yeah. you. I didn't feel that was the case here. D D juniors very much did. Yeah. But the heavyweights no, it, were clearly just waiting for the New Japan Cup. It's uh, Yeah, this set up Best of Super Juniors far better than it set up the New Japan Cup. Yeah. I, interesting thought. I'd round out today, there is a horse race in Japan called the G1. Oh. It ran today and was run by a British rider. She oh, congratulations. Uh, I remember her name. Yeah, but there you go. <laughs> well, I, I did think that was interesting. Like, I think a lot of guys were mentioning the New Japan Cup, but not so much anyone they wanted to face. Mm. So I think New Japan is going to use the New Japan Cup to set up all the storylines. I would say so, because that's what they did last year. There was a lot of stuff that went on in the New Japan Cup last year. We start that in two weeks. So the next couple of days, you should look out for um, more announcements from New Japan Pro Wrestling. So mm -hmm. let's just move on, though, to the second match. <sighs> house of Torture and Narita Yoshinobu Kanemura, Yujiro Takashi. <laughs> the worst House of Torture match. <laughs> this is a, there was three House of Torture matches on this card, and this was possibly the worst? No. Mm hmm. Because the uh, end result here didn't matter. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, just looking at from from our friends at Cage Match, they gave it the second. That is the worst according to them. But they're looking purely at match quality and not storyline moving forward. And but again, essentially nothing happened in this match. There was it was pretty much a waste of time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which arguably a lot of House of Torture matches are, and eh, nothing happened. Yeah, but to be fair to House of Torture, most of these kind of matches are a waste of time. True. I mean, this it's especially, and no offense to Oleg Bolton, who's lovely. And really good. Yeah, and really good, but he's not, he's got no direction at the minute because he's a rookie and therefore he's of, to be blunt, little importance yet. Um, and Raisuke yeah, Kitaguchi and, he... and Natogi Makabe have no particular direction, so therefore. Yeah. Yeah, the story is House of Torture is going to House of Torture. Yes, and that isn't necessarily what we want to see all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that, really. So, yeah, it happened. Definitely it happened. Um, arguably the rot set in here. But we'll move on. Kazuchika Kukawa, Tomri Ishii, and Yoshihashi, alongside Hiroki Goto and Toriyano, they defeated the United Empire lineup of Callum Newman, Francesco Akira, Greta Khan, and was Jeff Cobb. there? I don't think he was. He was he was at ringside. Oh yeah. He accompanied. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I didn't say he was in the ring. I said accompanied. Oh, okay, by. I, I miss I misheard. Yes, we had a we had a full um, lineup of your chaos there. 
10 minutes and 55 seconds. Um, and it was fun. It was kind of like the last two rare for the Chaos guys in their current form. And we'll see what happens next with them, I guess. Um, I, the trouble is I don't see a leader coming out of them. And this may sound daft, except Yo. Because <laughs> no. he's the only... He's the only one shown any leadership qualities whatsoever just because he's different than the others and actually yeah, truly believes in feel, chaos. I also feel like that's because Okada's still there. Yeah. Like, why would guys like Ishii and Goto, who have already deferred to Okada, yeah. go, I'm going to lead in the last two days that you're in the company? <laughs> that That's yeah. a yo kind of attitude. Like, that makes no sense. No, so... Yeah, so they need someone, but or someone's got to come from the racks. Yoshihashi is the obvious choice because he's the only one young enough. And Okada likes him the best, anyway. Yeah, of course he does. And that's the thing. There's your growth story because he's gone from being a bit crap to actually quite good to winning championships. So the poor guy would have a meltdown if he had to lead. (laughs) Yeah, that's the trouble. Is yeah, it's like when Nakamura left, his words were, "Look after Yoshihashi for me." And they, they really, really didn't. Until Gota showed up, they... Yeah, they had to find a childminder for him. So, yeah, his possibility he might have a nervous breakdown if he's, you know, crushed... That, that was a story to tell, crushed under the crushed, crushed under the weight of leadership. Responsibility. <laughs> Responsibility, just quivering in a corner as Gota's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I had to choose who to send out. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I don't know. We... Well, we might find out sooner rather than later. I Anywho, so. what did you think of this particular matchup? Because it was a, it was a fun. It was kind of actually highlighted how much chaos have come along as a unit in the last fourteen months mm. because they never used to wrestle like this. After Nakamura left, they were a bunch of independent individual wrestlers who worked together, and then in the last year or so, they've kind of become a team again and have started attacking tag matches like this, which they never used to do. So I like it a lot. And I like, you know, it's a shame that we're not going to see all of it. But, you know, what can we see? What's going to happen? What do you think? What do you think of this particular match? I'll stop ranting now. <laughs> it's okay. You're just getting ready for the next couple of matches. Breathing <laughs> 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 um, deeply. <laughs> I, I, I like this match. I, I Chaos is, I have a lot of factions I like and a lot of guys I like, but Chaos is one of the ones I fell for uh, at the very beginning because I, I talk about the Yoshihashi camera show a lot. Uh, New Japan used to have these Yoshihashi and Kushida cams where both of them would carry cameras around and film their uh, faction while Kushida didn't really have a faction, but Hontai, he would film Hontai, especially Tanahashi. Mm. And just watching how Chaos acted around each other and responded towards each other, I really started to like those guys. So from Mm -hmm. that moment on, I've been like, Chaos might not be my favorite faction, but they're a bunch of my favorite guys. So seeing them get emotional about Okada leaving, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, not as emotional as I thought the show before this one was, though. It kind of no. felt like a foregone conclusion at this point. I think they've peaked. And I think as well. Hokata's <laughs> tried his eye out in that. <laughs> I think as well, is, we know he's pretty much going to AEW. 
and that means well it's not the end then is it because <laughs> that yeah. means come forbidden door we'll be seeing something again that we've not mm -hmm. seen in a while so it's like yeah AEW means it's not forever if it's WWE he's gone gone but if it's AEW yeah. then, then he'll be back we'll see him again in a few months time so well, maybe not for a year or so I would think mm -hmm. yeah so so, yeah. so that's the chaos side uh united empire these are the guys i like so they did a great job at picking out the ones i don't hate <laughs> so thank you very much though jeff cobb kind of scares me now oh yeah you had interactions with jeff cobb yeah that was not intentional no <laughs> no uh, I, we haven't. This is this about is it, right? this is why we need is circles we used to have on on Twitter where you could have like private conversations amongst your mates. <laughs> yeah. We need that back yeah. again. Yeah, the, but... the people who are listening might not know what happened. Um, no, we should explain I, that. I made a very innocuous tweet. Yes, that's that's very asking uh, my friends who they would rather see as leader, and I picked the ones who'd been mentioned the most. Yeah, so. Mm -hmm. Okan, uh, TJP, uh, Henare, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. and then the fourth mention, uh, the fourth option was uh, someone else because you only got four options. Um, mm. And who happened to see it? Jeff Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> and he replied like, "Oh, I, I was the first member of United Empire, and you're not going to pick me. I'm disappointed." Something like that. Actually, you were second member of uh, United Empire. Well, that, that's not what he said. He was wrong because Sokan was the first member of United Empire. So that kind of terrified me because I got a lot of guys in my mentions being, and, oh, well, how, I mean, how could you forget him? Arguably, um, you could go back into Rev Pro history and I'm sure there's something back there that started you know, United Empire first. But yes, it's, yeah, no, yeah, anywho. Yeah, it's like, and he didn't get, he didn't get, um, snitch tagged either, did you? You just, you just no, I, I'm it. not sure how he found it because I didn't put his name in anywhere. There you go. No Jeff. one, no one mentioned him, so he must have looked up like United Empire leader. There you go, Jeff Cobb. Vanity searches United Vanity Empire. Searcher. There you and, go. And, and I, I hope he didn't mean any bad, bad by it. I'm, I'm no. sure he just meant. To... I doubt he's. I doubt he's possibly. He's possibly listening to this podcast and taking notes for all we know. <laughs> but just as a woman who's already faced a lot of backlash, I was like, "Oh my god, please no!" Not from that group of fans, definitely not. No, anyway. like a, a couple of guys could have taken it the wrong way, you know? Like, oh my god, how dare you? Yeah, but no, just. Luck luckily, it was kind of okay. The worst that I got was, "What the fuck? Why would you not choose?" Jeff Cobb. I'm like, because he wasn't mentioned. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you not read <laughs> this? Yesterday, I can't remember who it was, but somebody, oh, somebody was complaining. That was it. Uh, um, Jimmy, uh, who, who I, I have to go look up on Twitter, but Jimmy, long time wrestling writer I follow, had highlighted a video of someone complaining about they didn't know who Yonakiyama was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I and I that. replied to that tweet. So he's complaining that they don't show enough videos explaining who people are whilst watching a video of someone explaining who somebody <laughs> is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, 
Well, that's yes. the opposite. That's not looking up stuff you, stuff you should no. look up. And Jeff no. Cobb was looking up stuff you maybe shouldn't have looked up. <laughs> like, I wasn't He was looking him. up wholesome stuff, let's say that. Yeah, he was. And he saw yes. me and I was like, I have to interact with her. She's so wholesome. Indeed, you are. Yeah. He never swears ever. Never. I'm never. delightful. Yes. <laughs> that's not the word you normally start that sentence with. Of course it is. <laughs> I, I am, yes. <laughs> but anywho, yeah. Shall we move uh, on? Yeah. Last mention from oh, that yes. match. Um, the commentary mentioned Akira keeping an eye on Show and Desperado, which makes mm. me feel like he's going to be involved in Super Juniors. I would think so. Yeah. So. I'm wondering though if Despy's due a long run into New Japan Cup territory. But we'll talk about that later. I, I was later. going to mention that in the hmm. Desperado match coming up. Yeah. Yes, we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> L.I.J. Bushi. Hiromu Takahashi. Shingo Takagi. Tetsuya Nato. And Yotasuji went up against just five guys. Duki Sanada. Taichi. Takemichi Noko. Yui Mura. For the 473rd time this year. But that's what it feels like. They have been For married. You. Because you don't appreciate these guys. In the I didn't game. say I did. I say I didn't appreciate these guys. No, mm. I did not. Takamichinoku, living legend. I did not say I don't appreciate these guys. But they <laughs> have literally married, wrestled each other in one format or another. Every day there's been a show since January the 4th and since before that. So it does feel like they've been at it a long while. They have got very good at it, though. That's the key thing. You know, you watch some teams... We discussed this when we talked about United Empire and War Dogs. The first three matches were bloody awful, but they managed to figure it out in the end. But mm. these these guys know what they're doing. Um, so it was it was entertaining from that particular point of view, and I enjoyed it. And it it does, did set up the next day very very well. Um, and I like I liked Hiromu joining in on Shingo's um, "Is it time?" chant, which was funny. <laughs> yeah. But yes, it's like oh, you like Shingo. Of course he likes Shingo. He likes Shingo. He doesn't go. like Shingo. Even Taichi likes Shingo. Bit too much, possibly. How could you <laughs> love someone too much? No. Well, we find out how much they love each other the following day. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, what's your thoughts on this match? <laughs> the highlight of this was something completely unrelated to the wrestling. Yes. Do you know what I'm referring to? No, go on. <laughs> I got a literal... Mention by the commentary. Team. Oh, you did, yes, because of the tournament head hair. Again, only yes. this time they literally mentioned my, well, not my name, but my Twitter name. Handle, yes. Not my handle so much as the name I use. Smart Infested Waters. Yes. Um, which which was cool because the last time I was complaining, well, not complaining, I was like, they they didn't mention me directly. This time they mentioned me directly. <laughs> Maybe but they have been listening to us. They podcast. have, because Charlton uh, liked my tweet about it. So case, not then. so much the podcast as they have been paying attention to my Twitter. <laughs> Walker, we love you. We think you're great. However, can I just say it's Bullet Club. No, the... Thanks. <laughs> well, you could ask him to join your podcast, because he does do that. Hey, Walker, if you want to come on the podcast... <laughs> it's like, if I DM in like 24 hours time, it's like, ah, what are we going to do? Yes, but well, I'm free next weekend if you've got nothing to do. 
Uh, we have a show in the bag next week. Myself and Marcus Green will be talking plates. So, um, yeah, Walker, if you want to come on the show, feel free. And Chris. Chris is lovely. Um, yeah. I do enjoy those two. They, they also interact on Twitter a lot. I, I get a lot of retweets from Walker. Yes. And oh, we, nice. we, you missed out on the bear discourse in the opening match. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there was talk of bears, as there is yeah. talk of bears in every opening match. Now. But yes. Uh, and, and the match. Let's go back to the match. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hiromu is going his crazy creative Hiromu again, which I love because I miss that kind of Hiromu. And it feels like the moment the belt is taken from him, he reverts back to that kind of. I time. don't have. Yeah, I don't have to be ace anymore. Mm. Yeah, you get. And, I, I, a card is another guy like that. Sorry to interrupt you, but I completely agree oh, with that's you. Okay. Yeah, Hiromu is absolutely fantastic professional wrestler and puts together matches that are ridiculous but you do notice an entire like sea change in him when he doesn't have to be the ace of the company and it's someone else's job um and i think that's one of the things why i think he's really enjoyed desperado being around is because essentially we're kind of in a twin ace situation and as a result of that there's a lot less pressure on him and he can go off they can both because they both kind of want the same thing which is to grow junior heavyweight wrestling they can do it together rather than trying to do it individually which would have been ridiculously hard work um and they set himself a task there but now he has someone he can do it with and i think that's kind of like that's that's nice because he doesn't have to be deadly serious main eventer all the time yeah, and I think they're also both realizing that they don't have to be that serious ace all the time. No, they don't. There is a time and place for that. Liger was like that when he was, but I mean, Liger's the greatest junior heavyweight that ever lived. And, you know, he, but he found space to do things. And if he couldn't do them in New Japan, he'd go off and do them somewhere else. You know, he, he did death matches in FMW because he wanted to. You know, it, it's not that he, but he, very few people had the same clout as he did, if you see what mm. I mean, in the junior heavyweight division. So, um, but Bushi, I think Despi and, and Hiromu are kind of going to that level of clout. So, yeah, I think, it, I think it might also be because the ace before them was Kushida. Yeah. And Kushida was very straight laced. Yeah. I think so that's the thing. If you're going to go out there and want to replace him, you're like, oh, we have to be serious. Yeah, yeah. And He's they're only the now realizing that they're more popular when they're not serious and when they're all over the place and doing death matches and wrestling in broads and stuff like that. <laughs> Dancing in DDT. It was, a, yeah. but that is the thing with Hiramo. He was so much happier winning the, D the Iron Man DDT Heavy Metalweight Championship last year. Than when he won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, like yes, he was playing up to it for the camera, but he was there was a genuine smile there. It's like, and the matches he had in DT, DDT and in, in New Japan for the matches he had in DDT with that title were joyous things. He really looked like he was enjoying himself. He he just likes being creative. Just look at mm. Fantastica Mania, what he did there. Yeah, exactly. He just likes being all over the place and getting to express himself in various ways and being creative even though some people say wrestling is not art and you shouldn't compare it to that um it's, it's, i disagree it's, it's on yeah, yeah, it, that was a huge twitter d 
discussion, someone was very much convinced that you shouldn't call wrestling art because then it's like you're embarrassed about wrestling, which no. I, I do not get. Hiromu doesn't agree either, by the way. I, I mean, I, um, back in the day, I was listening to a podcast about Shane, he pointed out, if we'd said wrestling was art, think of the amount of arts council money we could have had for professional <laughs> wrestling in the United <laughs> Kingdom. And instead, we keep insisting it's a sport, and therefore we don't get anything, because sports doesn't have as much money as arts support does. Mm. And it was absolutely true at that particular time. It was, that was... It's kind of it was a bit old carny talking. Can't imagine the grants we could have, but he's not. He wasn't wrong in that particular sense. No. But anywho, carry on. Yeah. So so happy Hiromu, creative Hiromu makes me happy because it's obvious he likes that the best. Um. Oh, we, sorry. I was going to say we, at the end of this match, we did have a lot of the usual standoff, which was intriguing. Did you? Yeah. Anything? I, I I wanted to mention a uh, lot of hair versus hair talk, obviously. Mm -hmm. I, I like the comparison about them being reborn. Yes. Like, so wh whoever was going to get his hair cut, and Josh from We Work Stiff talks about that as well. Uh, whoever was going to get sh shaved bald was going to be reborn. Um, and I also feel like Hiromu's kind of getting the chance to, to reinvent himself in a very similar way because he doesn't have the pressure of the belt. Uh, and I find it, found it very interesting, and this is skipping ahead a little bit, but after his match with Doki, he mentioned, uh, Doki, go ahead and chase for the belt. I'll see you once you have it. Mm. Which could be just another Hiromu comment, but it also f kind of feels like he's stepping away from the belt for now. Like, who I knows when, when Doki's going to get that belt? That could be years. Yeah. That could <laughs> never happen. Yeah, highly likely that it won't happen at the moment, but we'll see. We don't know, do we? So, I don't know. If Doki steamrolls best of super, or no, if Doki just sneaks a final just best of super mm. with a roll up or something along those yeah. lines in a very unjunior way, if you see what I mean. Like, we talk, let's talk about that on the next card, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got visions in my head of, yeah, how you could do that. So, it'd be intriguing, but yeah. Have we anything else to say about this match? Nope, that, that was it. I have some stuff to say about the Yuya and, and Yota, but that can wait until, until the next day. the horror <laughs> the next day. <laughs> next up, the IWGP Women's Championship was defended for the first time in quite some time on a New Japan card. Mayu Iwatani defeats Mina Shirakawa 7, 12 minutes and 28 seconds in a bit of a thriller. It didn't get particularly much love from the cage catch nice, 6.91. But considering what the next match got, 3.24, you will say, actually, it was pretty damn good. I actually suggested it was all downhill from here after this, but there we go. <laughs> a lot of people consider this their favourite match. I would not. I, I would absolutely agree, actually. I think it was pretty good. I, I think it was... I mean, I've been watching Mayu Rutani for 10 years, and she is kind of on another level at the moment. You know... I can remember this gangly kid that started in stardom like 10 years ago when they when she won the trios championships and she was just so much fun to watch because she clearly loved being there and now she still loves being there but she's got all the poise and she's still a gangly kid but she's got all of the everything you need to make it as a main event star mm. you know and um she's yeah she's amazing i love her to bits and shirikawa is no slow poker either she's very very good 
I don't watch Stardom like I used to because I just, honestly, after the Yoshiko incident, I just lost faith in the company an awful lot and I never really got back to it. And it kind of like broke me on Joshi for a while because you, <sighs> Joshi, I love Joshi to bits and I obsessed over it for a long period of time. But you have to understand how toxic Joshi used to be for the wrestlers who were involved in it. And I kind of hoped that it had gone away. And that was the ultimate story of no, it's still there. And I know it's an awful lot easier now because I've talked to people who've been in the situations in, in Joshi. Because after the Yoshiko incident, um, EO, Shirai, and Kairi, so, Kairi Hojo, Kairi same, took over the dojo and just made an entire wholesale changes that made it a much more fun place to be and has apparently been a much more fun place to work ever since. But it kind of soured me on it, if you see what I mean. So yeah, I have I not watched it. an awful lot of stardom. I have watched a lot of Joshi, but it tends to be more Sendai girls. It's one of the reasons why I like late so much is because I get, uh, every couple of weeks, I get a Joshi match with some exceptional Joshi wrestling. In. Uh, but I'd yep. rather watch I, Sendai girls or other things instead. Uh, that reminds me of how a lot of people feel right now. Um about wwe mm. it's, it's like even if it's not happening now just knowing that that happened in the past and informed everything that happened while you were watching yeah it can be very difficult to ignore it is it's like you know i watch you watch those great matches from the 90s and arguably there's never been any better wrestling matches since then like Mayu, um, Minami Toyota versus Aja Kong at the, at the Dome. That is the possibly the greatest singles wrestling match I've ever seen. Maybe uh, Akira Hokuto and um, uh, Akira Hokuto and Minami Toyota is maybe the best pure wrestling match I've ever seen anywhere ever. But the shit they had to go through to get to that point and the pressure conquer they were under, you know, it's, hey, here's... You're in a, a, a roster with arguably the 10 greatest wrestlers of all time. Um, go. <laughs> mm. and there's, there's a level of toxicity in that, even though, you know, they're all good friends now, but they're all in such a high level of competition with one another to outdo each other every night. That's, that's not healthy. You know, and it's not healthy. The way that that dojo system worked is not healthy either. It's... It's rough and tumble now, but there's an awful lot more protection for the people involved in it now, whereas back then it wasn't. And, you know, there's still kind of those kind of things that creep up every once in a while. You hear certain horror stories from certain dojos and stuff because there's a fine line between, you know, being hard on your recruits to make them tough for the future and um, just bullying people. And you have to be very, very careful with that line. Anywho, mm -hmm. sorry to be so sad. <laughs> this, this is the one good match, and we're like going yeah, down memory lane going of down terrible memory things. Lane <laughs> to the memory lane of horror and abuse. However, having said all that, Mayu Itani is one of the few main event wrestlers I see that actually wrestles with verve and joy when she's a champion. We're just saying about Desperado and Hiromu when they don't have a belt to wrestle differently. Iwatani wrestles the same way every time I see it wrestle, which is wrestling's awesome and she's an incredible ambassador for professional wrestling i think especially with the weight she's under because uh, 
she came up with IEO and Kyrie, who are both no longer there. So essentially, she's had to kind of like carry that company until they got new stars. And now they've got some great new stars and the pressure's off her a little bit. And I think she's enjoying her wrestling again. So that's really good. Well, I wouldn't say the pressure's off her, considering what's happening to stardom. Oh, no. <laughs> it, up until oh, last week. <laughs> poor, poor, poor girl. Yes. I feel bad. Yeah, she. Um, for those of you who didn't hear the story, she um, uh, was very upset that Rossi Agawa left the company, which you'd expect because she's been her mentor for the last best part of a decade. And um, she basically announced that she would be leaving Bushy Road until Bushy Road said, "Actually, yeah, you can't because you're under contract with us." Um, so, um, which makes it all the more remarkable she retained this championship. To be honest with you, <laughs> but. Bushy Road know which side they're red, but they're going to use it positively until for as long as they possibly can. And if she goes to the new company with uh, Rossi, we'll see, won't we? But yes, shall we get this out of the way? <laughs> yeah, ju just about the match. Um, oh, yes, sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. I didn't have a lot of comments anyway. It was really, really good. I don't watch Stardom because they won't, don't let me. And... Uh, <laughs> No, I think they'll let you. <laughs> no, they won't, because they don't make PayPal an option. So. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, these were really good. This was the match I enjoyed the most, mm -hmm. which is rare for me, because there was no reason for me to enjoy this match the most. There was no investment. There was were no characters I'm used to, no storyline for me to follow, because I don't watch Stardom. So... That says a lot about the other matches, I think. <laughs> yes. But these are they, they are really, really good. And as far as I know, Mina is still somewhat new. Um yeah. compared especially compared to Mayu. And she held her own and I think she's going to be a star if she she's isn't a, already. She's a five year veteran and she's thirty six. Hmm? So she started incredibly late for Joshi. Yeah. And if she's that good when you started that late, then that's really cool. But being more mature gives you a bit of presence, I think, as well. The people it does. I, She's yeah. confident. Definitely. Um, for those of you who are interested, by the way, as we're talking about Joshi crossover shows, um, Wrestle Universe announced this week that while Ganabre has decided to leave the uh, Cyberfight organization, uh, Michinoku Pro, Pro Wrestling Zero One, and Sendai Girls will now all be available on Wrestle One, on Wrestle Universe going forward. Um, which uh, Mako Satomura announced as president of the company, which means if you have a Wrestle Universe um, subscription, you can now catch up with everything Sendai Girls do, everything Pro Wrestling Zero One do, everything Michinoku Pro do. I think there was another couple of promotions as well, as well as Noah, as well as DDT, as well as TJPW. So you never have to leave the house ever again. No, never. No, that's it. You could literally watch wrestling 24 hours a day, seven days a week as well as the WWE Network being on Netflix. <laughs> so essentially, that's it. You, you, there is no excuses now. The only thing you won't have access to is AEW. And then when people say, oh, how do we watch it? I can just say, oh, seven quid a month, sorted. Anywho, let's just move on. Oh, Christ <laughs> to, almighty. To, to the beginning of the end. To the beginning of the end. Oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> no, no, can I just say before you start? Oh, my cat <clears throat> is jumping on... on. The desk move um i didn't hate See, even your cat doesn't like this <laughs> even, my, your cat. even my cat is like don't even begin don't start just end it now <laughs> i i 
am the biggest Desperado fan, but I'm convinced I didn't hate this as much as you did or other people did. <laughs> but go no. ahead, you start. Show defeats El Desperado for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship in 16 minutes to 13 seconds. And it is just like, what a miraculous waste of time <laughs> for everyone involved. And uh, it was a terrible wrestling match because it's a house of touch match. It's going to be a terrible wrestling match. Um, so I was not entertained. And as uh, as the thing went forward, it was just like it was disjointed. It it had interference, which made it slightly more interesting, but left a load of questions answered. Then why didn't these guys come down to ringside and try and do it from the start? Why wait until 16 minutes in? There was too many plot holes in it. Um, and it just kind of leaves Desperado, who is supposed to be smarter than show, looking stupid. And I know baby faces are supposed to have, you know, I'd be a bit more trusting. And it's like, but Desperado has done this entire thing of like, well, you know, you can't trust me either. So I should be able to deal with you. So, yeah, 16 minutes and 30 seconds. And now we get uh, out of torture, everything for for, for a long time to come and it's depressing as much as I understand House of Torture uh, uh, what they're going to do with House of Torture is perfectly reasonable as far as I'm concerned because it means making money for the Japanese audience I know the Japanese audience are well into them and stuff but it's alright when it's one or two matches on a card but this felt like it was in the entire card and it was just depressing so I was not a fan of this match, as you possibly can imagine. And that's not just me as a Desperado fan. I think it was just badly executed and a bad booking idea. Because, again, it's like Desperado gets cheated out of the championship. And it's like that long run we was kind of expecting and hoping for to establish him as an ace in the, organ ace in the division is gone again. And that opportunity is gone. I understand you like kind of want to spread the championship around about it and make new people with it. But I thought at least we'd have kind of a bit of a, you know, you could have done that with best of super juniors and you could have had a whole month of show being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just seems badly timed, badly executed and just, ugh. go on. <laughs> My turn. Your turn. Um, I have conflicting feelings about this, so I'll start with why I hated it, <laughs> <laughs> and then get to why I what I didn't hate. Um, Desperado losing. I'm like, mm. how how long has he been a champion? A month. Yeah, exactly. A month. Why, why would you do this now? <laughs> What's Desperado done that he deserves this? Is it because Watto got injured? Is that why you're like, well, let's move on to something else? Like, I, I feel so bad for the guy. He has to, he, he's basically gay. He's, he's shouldering all the expectations and all the pressure, but he never gets anything in return for it. Mm. He gets one month and his only uh, match for the championship that he wins is against Kanemaru. And I love Kanemaru, don't get me wrong. But that's not a title reign. No. It doesn't feel like a title reign. It feels like you're just shitting on him for no reason. Unless mm. there's some going to, they're going to do something with him. But we'll get to that later. It, it just feels like you couldn't have given him five months. Four months, at least. Not one month. Um, 
And then the second point why I hated it is because people had so much, uh, so many expectations. The storyline mm. idea of Desperado adopting show and show being forced to be in strong style and to, to, to grow as a person, that was amazing. Yeah. I know so many people were so excited for the idea of show in strong style against his will. Yeah. So not only is Desperado losing, but you're losing the one thing that made this so interesting, so appealing. People were like, oh, show? Well, if Desperado wins, then it's worth it. Yeah. But he didn't win. He lost. Uh, so that's what I hated about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to admit, though, I, I'm not as mad as a lot of people are. Because as much as I hated that for Desperado and as much as I mourn the possibilities we could have had with show, I think what New Japan is doing is just putting all the heat on House of Torture. Yeah, I can understand that um, to an extent. But equally, that's going to be wearing as a viewer for quite some time to watch. For for what a lot of Western viewers, sure. Yeah. But if I mean, you I think, see I think... the reaction that the crowds have in Japan. Oh no, I, I understand that. Yeah, I can understand it. But it's like as a fan wanting to watch wrestling matches, because <laughs> that's why you watch New Japan to to from Western I don't know as it is from Western point of view, but there's plenty of Japanese fans who think the same way. It does kind of wear because it is just kind I of I get like, it. I get yeah. it. I, I, I agree it's annoying, but I think that's what New Japan is doing. So I, I but I think it's also, going to get worse. Yeah, I, yeah, and better. I, I also think that the trouble is as well is the faces never seem to go ahead, like they never get ahead, and it's therefore coming to the point of like, why should I support them? Because they're yeah. they're just not. That's that's. They're right. either naive or they're they're just not good enough. In which case, then uh, there comes a point where fans will turn on the faces, mm-hmm. and that's that's an issue for me as well. That's one point I want to disagree with you on, though, by the way, mm. about the the House of Torture not being at ringside and doing it from the start. Yeah. It feels like that was the intention, because the moment, um, who who was it that attacked Desperado first? It Kanemaru? was uh, Kanemaru and then Taguchi. There you go, Taguchi comes and ruins everything yeah. again. So, so carry uh, on. No, 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 look, Kanemaru shows up, and who shows yeah. up to... to help Desperado, Taguchi. Yes. Uh, you've set up that if they attack Desperado, someone from Hontai is going to run in and attack him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Narita hiding under the ring until the very moment they could help show win the match was brilliant. Because if he'd been at ringside, Hontai could have sent someone out. I suppose but they, so. this was way too late. There was no way they were going to send someone out in the 20 seconds it took a Narita to I suppose so. help yes. out eliminate. So that's smart to me. No, it's really annoying for fans, but in, in KFA <laughs> world, that makes sense. Because other otherwise, why is Hontai not at the ring? Yeah, that, that's my other thing is like literally they've spent the last month of watching each other's backs in situations like this and then on this one now we're not going to bother yeah because they were there <laughs> because, but the moment one showed up to go to yeah but, the, but the, oh i do think the, that why, why that would you been... trust these people have proven, proven themselves to be completely untrustworthy yeah, of course but that that's wrestling phase logic 
the same reason that referees are not like, oh, I can see what's happening. And I'm yes, not going I to understand call this match. that. <laughs> yeah, I understand that, and I understand like the stoicness of trying to do one by yourself and everything like that. But it is just, it, it's like, I, I yeah. yeah. Anywho, yeah. I've made um, a point. I'll move I, on. I, by the way, I do think Taguchi was supposed to be Wato. I imagine. Yes, I would have thought so. Which then would make sense because only Wato is directly aligned with Desperado. Um, yeah. The rest of Hanzai, not so much. And the the guys who were aligned with Desperado were like Tomatonga, who's leaving and he was focused on his own stuff and who wasn't on this card. So yeah. that would make sense that only Wato's interested. Yeah. Um, last point, by the way, is uh, Strong Style. Did you see Suzuki's tweet? I did not see Suzuki's tweet. What did Suzuki tweet? I'm just your Twitter correspondent at this point. Yes, you are. Because it's like, I can't keep my own Twitter all the time. No, it's okay. Um, Strong Style basically doesn't exist anymore. Oh, okay. Suzuki made a tweet, and Google Translate is not 100% correct. But Absolutely not, yeah. Based on the reactions from both Desperado and the Japanese fans, this is basically, Suzuki said, uh, this is the end of Strong Style, uh, and I'm leaving for a bit. So, Suzuki's not going to be back in New Japan for a while. No, he's starting, well, him and Josh Barnett are doing Bloodsport in Japan. He's pretty popular in all Japan at the moment as well, because he's been wrestling there, and of course he does a lot of US tours. Um, and um, Rocky Romero was retweeting, retweeting his uh, mm-hmm. his US information the other day, so I'm thinking Rocky might have something to do with that as well. Yeah. So he's kind of got a lot of irons in yeah. players, and of course New Japan aren't really doing an awful lot with him because he's an older wrestler and he's kind of like great glass in case of emergency these days, isn't he? Yeah, so but the thing with the Suzuki was always you could always always expect him to show up, even if it yeah. was if it was just one or two shows. This yeah. seems like he's officially saying, I'm out for at least yeah. a bit. Yeah. And he dissolved Strong Style, so Desperado's not completely alone. Yeah, I would Which, think... On I... the one hand, it's going to be interesting, but I'm also kind of scared he's going to be just added to Hontai, which I don't think is a fit for him. No, but I have a feeling but that... we'll see. New Japan Cup coming up. Yeah, Anything true. I think as well, Suzuki would probably be back for World Tag League because that's usually when he starts showing up again. Maybe, but this felt like a very so, official end of New Japan career type deal. Yeah, because I I don't remember him ever tweeting like I'm leaving. No. Between I tours. don't, but I think as well is like his New Japan deal is unlike anyone else's. He's kind mm-hmm. of an independent wrestler that wrestles for New Japan sometimes. Because out of respect for him, they just let him do what he wants. Because um, I don't think he would be... I don't think he would agree to just being tied down to be this one thing. He kind of wants the option to be there. Because he's an incredibly creative guy and wants to do things that he doesn't get a chance to do in New Japan. Yeah, but you that know? makes me think that it's more serious than just... Because mm. he's always had that. He's always left for half the first six month, months and yeah. then come back. So if he's very officially saying goodbye and dissolving strong style 
Like, why would you do that if you're expecting to be back in like five months? True, that's the thing. And yeah, you, you know, he's having a lot of fun doing independent wrestling. So from a business point of view, it's like it frees up Desperado to do different things. So yeah. And yeah. I wanted to talk about Despy and his future more in uh, match one for mm. day two. Yes, we'll talk about him then. In the positive day. Yes. <laughs> the positive section. We have more disasters to talk about, yeah, before we get to the end of that. Let's yeah. move on to Evil with Dick Togo successfully defending against Shota Umino in 15 minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> this match wasn't dreadful. It was better than the previous match for actual wrestling content. Well, I have completely lost faith in Show Truman now because of this match. Because it's like, I uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go with him anymore. Evil's evil and he does the evil thing and it was reasonably entertaining watching him wrestle this particular match as it was for Show Truman now. But the trouble with Show Truman now is, and I know it's the thing like Charlton and, and Walker talked about it on commentary an awful lot of a man who isn't the entire product of his influences. But it also means now he seems like the choke artist he can't get the job done despite everything and that's i don't know i don't know what to do with him in my head like he's i don't know where to go with him if you see what i mean i don't know what to make of him anymore mm. i like that i knew what i kind of knew what he was like when he was kind of like completely under the spell of moxley and now everything else has creeped into him and it's like you're a big ball of mush and I don't know what to do with you. You seem to be directionless, except all you want to do is win matches, which is great, but you don't seem to have the tools to do the job. And if it was like back in the day, like a Kenta Kabashi kind of slow burn losing streak for 18 months and then pull you up strapped by your own bootstraps kind of deal, that would be great. But it's been shoved in the main events and made matches for the last year and hasn't got the job done and Therefore, everything that everyone, all the heels say about him is you're getting favoritism because you're your dad's son and, you know, everybody likes you because you're Tanahashi Mark II. All of that stuff rings more and more true every day, in which case, why should I support you? Because if the heels are right, if it was unfair, then fair enough. But it gets to be the point of, like, why why hasn't Suji got this spot? Why hasn't Imura got this spot? Why do you keep doing it when you're not winning? And I think this was worth pulling the trigger on this one because Evil's the most anti-New Japan wrestler they have. And therefore, in, in that sense of like, you know, being against the philosophy of the company. So Evil was just the guy to, to, to take the big win over and push him over the top. And that didn't happen again. So that's my issue with this one is just like... It's not so much. This one isn't so much of the grind of bullet, grind of house of torture. This is more of the. I'm more angry at Shota Umino, but <laughs> evil, for just not being good enough to get the job done. Um. So I mean, that's where I am on this match. I don't think the match was particularly terrible, and there were some high points in it that were fun, but it is just big ball of mush Umino is my problem. What's your thoughts, Kristen? Hmm. Um, you know I like Shota. 
Yes, I do. I know. My, and I, mean, I don't mean to be mean to you and your favorites. No, no, no. But... It's okay. I, I also don't think you're mad at Shota, the, the guy behind The Wrestler. No, no, I'm not mad at him so as much an individual. As the, wrestler the, and... the, the, the character in the way the company is presented said character. Yeah, and, and that that's my issue with Shota, is that I'm not sure what the company is trying to do. No. Um, and that might be because we have English commentary, and English commentary is very often admitted that they don't know what Japanese commentary is doing or <laughs> what the company is doing. No. So it kind of feels like I, I need to know if this is intentional. If the company is like, we're going to completely crush Shota only to build him up in like yeah. a year. Yeah. Or if they're going to go with like a Naito scenario intentionally where he, he, he wanted to be the ace, but he couldn't be and then they turn him into something else. Yeah. Because if that's the case, then I understand where they're going. But the English commentary is just very confusing about him because they don't talk about him like that. They don't talk about him in a positive way. Because if, if that's the story you want to do, then you want to build him up. As you, need to, you need to be sickeningly... Uh, supportive. Yeah, it. you need to be on his side, but like, yeah. oh, this is again, they're they're working against him. This is not fair or stuff like this. Like the, the whole thing of him having lots of different influences could be turned into a positive. Like you could say, oh look, uh, Shota's using Tama's gunstone. Uh, yeah. There's another influence that creates uh, him as like the vessel for Hall of New Japan. Yeah, like exactly. He's the literal incarnation of New Japan's past. Everyone's putting some something in him to make him better. That's the positive take. But no, yeah. English commentary is going with the negative take. Like, we don't know who he is. Like, if you don't know who he is, as the people telling the story, then how are we supposed to know who he is? Yeah, that's the trouble. It's just that it's not... I, I think if I was watching it without commentary... I probably would have a slightly different reaction to it because my eyes would prick up and go, oh, that's a Tamatonga move. And I would mm -hmm. see it as references. But because, but also is like, I think that is the issue with, with me is it's just so, it's too much. It's not the, it's, it works when it's once in a while, but because it's every move, not all of them, but it's, it is a good 30 to 40% of his moveset is adapted moves for other people then it becomes like well, that could then be are you just being not original story. then <laughs> yeah that's the, that's the thing if it's a story then you're trying to push that story then that's good like imagine Shota Umino taking one move from all the most influential guys in New Japan to but that's what he's doing Japan, you know yeah but it's, it's not being presented in a particularly it's not being interesting presented as way because I, I don't think English commentary knows the story he's telling no. And they're also very aware of what Twitter is doing. Yeah. So they know that this is what English talking fans are talking about. Oh, yeah. we're not sure who Shota is. I'll be honest. I think like this, and I've not actually read that much response about Shota on, on my Twitter feed. It's just the way I felt. Yeah, but you're not the only one. Like uh, no. Josh from WeWork Stiff talks about this a lot. And I know that Charlton listens to their podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you're I, laughing. No, been, I know because I know. Been on the podcast, so yes, I. But I mean, I'm, I've come to this conclusion conclusion independently as well, so it's fairly yeah, obvious. Know. And it's 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 an obvious conclusion to come to if you're not being told what the idea is. Yes, that's true. Because this is supposed to be the one being fed everything, the one the company wants to succeed. Yes. Yeah. Yet two guys who are part of the company are detracting from everything he's trying to do. Yeah. Which which would make sense if that's the point, but I don't think they know whether that's the point or not. <laughs> Does any of this make sense? I don't. No, I no, I understand what you're saying, but that's another layer of making it too complicated. Like yeah. if you if yeah. you if, if you're going to if you are going to push him to the moon, then push him to the moon. And if you're going to push him in the NATO Nakamura John Cena way, of getting over by being and making him annoying, turning him heel and starting again. The Cena didn't do that. I suppose Roman Reigns did it. So like, you know, Nakamura turned heel because he had to, because the fans weren't buying it, and NATO had to turn heel because the fans weren't buying it. Then if you're going to do that, then you have to kind of like make that push absolutely over the top. And this is not And also get commentary on board. Oh yes, you have to get commentary on board as well. But I'm just talking about the booking, and mm, it is like no, I, I get it. I just yeah. think it, it's at all those things adding up makes for yeah. a disconnect for people. Yeah, that's if the thing. you look at just the character, it's a guy who has a silver spoon in his mouth, but who's being pushed down by the world. Yeah, because everyone's coming out of the out of the bushes to attack him from behind. Mm. But commentary. And Twitter and stuff makes more of it than maybe they intend. Yes. And no, no one's, no one on commentary is going. No, guys, this is a story we're telling. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I feel. Maybe that's just because I'm biased towards Shota. <laughs> I think that is the thing. It's just like, I think this is, this is the thing we discussed the other week. Is like I'm not biased towards Shota. So maybe I'm going to be more negative towards him. But mm-hmm. I've got energy, the energy that was in my guy, which was Ren Rita, who was my favorite out of the four newcomers, is now gone because, uh. <laughs> so I think, I think is that this is the issue is like, I understand what you're saying, but he's more interesting now, but to me, he's not. So therefore, it, it it's difficult to say the least with these four cats that have come up in the last year and we have more of that to play with on the next show. So let's move on. Oh, God. <sighs> are you ready not, are you match, ready take a yeah, deep go breath go for it deep breath fuck's sake Hiroshi Tanahashi lost the New Japan World Television Championship to Matt fucking Riddle in 9 minutes 8 minutes and 53 seconds so not only did they put the title on a guy that, that has alienated western fans left right and centre because you know he has a horrible horrible reputation could be deported at any moment they buried the ace of the company Finally, having to lose in eight minutes and fifty-three seconds. Now, I didn't watch this match. I have no idea what the quality of this match particularly was, and Christy didn't either. So we won't be talking about that. We will be talking about some horrible decisions that have led to this moment. Ugh, why hire him? Just why? Why? Me and Christy did talk about this a while ago. A while ago, when he was hired, and it's still absolutely beggars belief that they have not changed direction on this. Even if they just stuck him on New Japan Strong and that would have been fine. And I won off match and got rid of him again. We're now stuck with him. 
and I'm not going to watch his matches anymore because I just can't be dealing with it because it just aggravated me. And after the horror of this card, I absolutely was not. And I didn't even watch his match, even though it was Kazuchika Okada's last match in New Japan Wrestling. I refused to watch it because I was that angry from this particular day. So rather than have my blood boil, I left it well alone. And yeah, interesting. Your thoughts? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I didn't watch it because Matt Riddle. Yeah. I I was I mean, very, I was, I, very... Sorry? I was going to say, I did consider just elginning him and we wouldn't talk about him, but it's far too important not to talk not to talk mm. about him. I mean, it's funny for us, but it doesn't resolve the situation or discuss things that are awful. So carry on. Yeah. For no, that's fine. Uh, I was very, very angry that day. Mm. So angry that I had to rewatch the match after this because I was just my mind was completely fucked up. I wasn't registering anything that happened after this match, and I didn't even watch it. So it was just the news. Oh look, he's won, and then pictures of him with the title and New Japan Global tweeting about it all excitedly, you know. And I'm like, I. I have such a hard time with this. Also because I was already annoyed about the rest of the card. <laughs> yeah. But let me be very clear about this. The rest of the card, that's just wrestling bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's kayfabe bullshit. House of Torture are annoying, but they're kayfabe annoying. Yeah. They're not terrible people. And booking decisions being horrible is one thing. But this is a real life predator yeah a horrible horrible person who is given a platform who is given a title on my show on the show yeah. i the only show i watch right now and it just hurts yeah because i thought we were doing better than this i thought that people in new japan had understood that this is not what the western fan base wants yeah but apparently they don't. Apparently they don't care. They don't know. They, I don't know what. So we're stuck with the Predator with the title, um, which means we have to suffer through at least a couple of more matches. We we have to deal with all the all the bullshit talking, all the all the people talking bullshit about oh he deserves a second chance and yeah. Huh? I have to deal with like 25 guys in my mentions every day telling me why I, I shouldn't care and why I'm whining and and it's just yeah. I I I want to trust New Japan, but I can't trust New Japan. No, of course you can't. I understand they're a wrestling company and there's a certain carny element to that that they are going to try and make money hand over fist. But this doesn't make money for anyone. But it also doesn't make sense to me because why would you bring in a guy like Matt Riddle? No, who to, can reduce to, your draw? To cater to the Western audience, right? To yeah. the WWE guys, the, the fans yeah. that know him from WWE. How many of those people like Matt Riddle now? Yeah. It wasn't for the Japanese fans because they barely cared, apparently. No, and the WWE fans are so tribal right now they will go out of their way not to watch new japan pro wrestling anyway you aren't going to attract them just because matt riddle's on the card 
Yeah, and you already had Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't you had Dolph Ziggler who was doing yeah. just the thing you want to do but better because people if, actually like him if you manage to get oh I don't know Roman Reigns for the weekend because he was free then yeah fair enough do what you like but you've got a guy that doesn't draw money is what even WWE consider a liability and why just to keep MLW happy you're alienating Western fans, especially female Western fans. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. In a time where you need those fans because you're losing Okada, you're losing Osprey, who is an asshole, but he's very popular with the Western fan base. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and you're, you're just ruining it even more. And also, he got Tanahashi injured. Yeah. <laughs> like, eh. He shows up and in this first match, he injures Tanahashi. The president of the company. The president no, of accidents, the company. No, accidents do happen. We don't know if it's his fault or not, but it does not bode well. And there is a strong possibility that we may not see Tana Riddle again because, you know, he has a reputation for drug use, which he, you know, plays up to. And it's the perfectly, you know, reasonable, having personally seen him light up a joint. <laughs> At a, yeah. a, a wrestling I mean, show I, 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 after that, he'd finished wrestling, but you know, that's my. I hope that happens because then <laughs> Japan is never bringing him back. Like if if it's just oh we had a contract contract for three matches and that's over, they could always bring him back. Yeah, but if if he gets arrested for weed, he's not coming back. No, he will get deported and. Because and for those of you who don't think it that don't think it happens, it, it did because Matt Seidel is currently working for AEW despite the fact he was under long term contract to New Japan Pro Wrestling in the Junior Heavyweight yeah. Division. Because yeah, you know, and, and stupid like, is as stupid does. We we should have seen this coming, because obviously, and I'm going to ruin the result for the next match as well. Why would now. these guys show up to wrestle and lose in their first big match? Like, obviously, yeah. they were promised to win the title. Mm -hmm. So we should have seen this coming, and I kind of I kind of did. But just to see it happen, I, I feel like New Japan doesn't care about me or no. any anyone like me. No, there you go. And then we go to the main event. <laughs> yeah, and um, by the way, my I have no issue with Ziggler. So nothing I said about... Riddle no. applies to Ziggler. I'm fine with him showing up. I'm still not invested in him, but that's not no. a him problem. That's just uh, I don't know anything about him, and he is not a character on New Japan. So no, and that that is another issue I have. Like sticking him straight away in the main event, which I understand is like you obviously want to try. He's he is likely to draw a Western audience. I have issues with David Finley losing the championship at this point because you yeah, we'll get, him over. we'll get to that. I'm sure. <laughs> well, we are we're now, but I, I mean, that's where I where I have to start because I actually really enjoyed this match. The match itself was great. I really enjoyed it. Not as not as many other people in, in, invested with me. Six point seven match on the cage match users because other people don't like David Finley as much as I do, and I love. Yeah, but also Finley. people were already down yeah, at this point. You, you've true. had Matt Riddle winning the title, uh, Desperado losing the title, mm -hmm. nothing happening with Shota. House of Torture all over the place, so people were already down. So it being a, a shitty number doesn't surprise me. 
Yeah. I I think that people were very negative about night two. I think fifty percent of that was based on night one. Yes. I just I was reading through the comments as you were saying that. I really I did really like Shota's match, but I'm also aware I'm probably one of only two people on the planet that did. <laughs> I like Shota's match. You're the right. There's the, the, yeah, you're the other <laughs> one. Number two. Everyone else didn't like it. Um, but yes, this match was great. I really did enjoy the actual match. Um and you know, the comparison with David Finley and his father kind of grew in this match. I actually had a flashback to a match from the 1990s when Matt Bourne, Doink the Clown in WWE, mm-hmm. when he left WWE, went to wrestle in Germany in the Catch Wrestling Association, and he wrestled David Finley III. And David Finley's promo to camera is, look what I, for those of you who enjoy real wrestling, look what I do to this WWE clown. Mm. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that's great. Um, and it kind of reminded me of that match in, in that sense. Just the swagger that David Finley has does remind me very much more now of his dad than anything else, which is obvious because he's the same build and the same kind of style of wrestler. And he's very stifling, which his dad was great at as well. I love the fact that he just kind of like works on stuffing other people's momentum which is one of the rings why I think a lot of fans don't get into his matches, but it's a lost art and like, just like cutting people off and shutting people down. And his dad's wrestling was very oppressive in that sense. And if you can get a crowd to work towards that, which he did like a master in this match, the, the crowd just fly along and it's kind of an old school British wrestling approach. But for that long format, New Japan style, 25 minute, 30 minute matches, it's just 23.07. It's only the same as the old British 15, three minute rounds. So, you know, it's 45 minutes, but it's that same long format wrestling style with a lot less bumps required because you're telling the story through oppression, not telling the story through, you know, big bumps and big moves and stuff. That's the reason why I like watching it, but I don't think that that's going to get you the internet darling fans that say uh, Kenny Omega got. And, you know, but it's going to make you money <laughs> and give you a long career. So I was very into what I very much am into watching David Finley wrestle because he's my kind of style of wrestler. I like Nick Nemeth. I think he's really cool. This is probably the first Nick Nemeth match I've actually watched all the way through from beginning to end, to be <laughs> honest with you. Because I don't watch WWE and he came up just as I stopped watching it. So. Yeah, I, I I like him. I think he needs to bump, not bump less, but sell less. Like, selling in New Japan is progressive. Like, at the beginning of the match, they don't sell as much as they do at the end. Whereas Nemeth was selling everything from the get-go. And I don't, I think it's just shouting at the audience too much. He can just calm down at the beginning, but it'll come to him because... Though he enjoys it, I think he's still working a WWE style in New Japan. So it'll take kinda, him a while. It also makes sense that if you're used to shorter matches and mm. uh, uh, huge crowds, that then you're going to sell from the get-go. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't hate this. What's your thoughts on this one? I I kind of like this one. Um, I I think the the deal with Finley is, and we talked about this on the last podcast as well, he's not catering to Western crowds. No, that's the trouble. From a like a fan online abuse point of view, <laughs> makes me smile. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so his matches are not aimed at getting himself over with Western fans. No. The aim is to piss people off. Oh, also, and the, and the aim that is to get includes Western fans. And the aim is to also to get baby faces over. Yeah, which is his job. He's doing his job the way not a lot of Bullet Club leaders <laughs> have in the past. <laughs> no offense, Kenny. Um, and that that's why I enjoy him. He's not my kind of guy because I like the creative, flashy guys, mm. and and he's more. I'm just going to stop the other guy from being creative and flashy. But I like his story and his character. Um, and I like that he's he's doing what he's supposed to do. And I enjoy watching that. I, I enjoy just going to his Twitter and seeing what kind of bullshit he's tweeted at this time to get people <laughs> mad. Yeah. It's, it's really entertaining to me. <laughs> because, yeah. because people... There's a kind of irony in the fact that people are choosing Nick Nemeth over David Finley. Yeah. New Japan fans, smart marks, who are usually very intelligent about this kind of thing, or they like to think they're intelligent, are choosing the WWE guy who's coming in for a paycheck uh, and is coming in to win the title versus the guy who's been there for ages. Yeah. And who's defending New Japan? Yeah, it makes no sense, and yet, no. and yet, people are firmly on Nick's side in this and hate Finley. Yeah, but you're supposed to hate Finley. Yeah, that's fine, and that's why he's good. <laughs> yes, he's the best thing they've got going, which is another reason it's just like so. Having drilled it into us that the youth is the future of this particular company. You essentially have got uh, just put the belts on guys who are over forty. <laughs> this belt on a guy who's over forty. Yeah, and, um, and that's what I hated about this. Yeah, it's just... not so much that it's Nick Nemeth because I have nothing against the guy, and it was very obvious. Like I said, he was going to win the title. Why would he come in for two dates if he wasn't going to win the title? Exactly, especially as he's just signed a contract with TNA Wrestling. Yeah. So his his day job is covered essentially. The the only issue that it completes completely ruins Finley's momentum, mm -hmm. and also the way fans look at him, because fans were really annoyed because he'd won. Yeah. And and now it's like ah look the losers lost and it, New Japan just confirmed for guys for for fans what they already thought of Finley. They booked uh, themselves into a corner, essentially. Kind of. I'm yeah. fully assuming that Finley is going to win the title back because he's already talking in backstage promos about that, about winning New Japan Cup or, uh, and then getting back at Nick Nemeth. Oh, everyone's talking about winning New Japan Cup, by the way. It's like six people are going to win the New Japan Cup. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's going <laughs> to happen. Um, so I, I'm, I'm assuming he's getting it back. But but you've kind of established that a guy who doesn't wrestle here, who doesn't wrestle the style that they they wrestle here, can beat Finley, even though he he's never wrestled Finley before. No, even though he literally nearly murdered five people last week. Yeah. So, so it's just like, why isn't he just demolishing Nick Nemeth? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, also interesting in, I know I'm the only one who watches backstage comments, but. I actually did listen to backstage comments today because I had it on whilst I was cleaning the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Finley basically going, um, what was it? Something is wrong. I have bad news about war dogs uh, and things are going to change forever. Yeah. So I'm assuming a couple of people are leaving. Um, yeah, I mean, well, it was, was talking about this game's currently adding up to his contract, um, so should be due for renewal. Um, and I don't see why New Japan wouldn't sign him again. Unless but why would Finley some... say this if no one's leaving? Yeah, this is the thing. It's like, I don't know, we'll have to see, won't we? But yeah, I mean, the was... It also kind of makes sense if you look at the fact that New Japan is pushing House of Torture. You can't really push House of Torture and War Dogs at the same time. No, but you were pushing. They were pushing War Dogs and not House of Torture two weeks ago. And this is exactly, and now they're suddenly. Yeah, this is this this, this is the other, this is the other issue of like it's scattergun booking. Like we had a narrative which essentially just got washed away in one afternoon, and it's like. Yeah, <laughs> it just it just confirms my. Uh, lack of lack of trust. Lack of trust, especially in the booking and the the writing of the foreign guys, because it's just you just set up War Dogs, you just yeah. got me invested into War Dogs, and now I have to one listen to the fact that a couple might be leaving, and two see you completely ruin the story you were telling with Finley, while bringing in two guys that you want me to get invested in that one mm. of whom is horrible but who aren't going to stay either mm. riddle yeah. and nemeth aren't going to wrestle for new japan the entire year through they're going to wrestle a couple of dates and then fuck off again and that wouldn't be so bad if it was like the hogan dates or the um the big star dates that you used to have in the 90s and 80s because they wouldn't be part of the story You'd have a massive blow-off match at the Tokyo Dome. Hey, look, wasn't that great? Move on with the story. Yeah. Whereas now uh, it's now you have to put them in the story because it's much more of a storyline-based organization. And as a result of that, it just stops the momentum of everything. Yeah. And you and you don't have like the opposite. It would be one thing if you had out of all the foreign stars, 90% were there constantly and you didn't have to worry. And then once every couple of months, they'd bring someone in. Mm. But no, mo except for Zach and Finley, who's there constantly? Tama's leaving. Mm -hmm. Even Tama wasn't there constantly. No, and there's questions about ELP. Yeah, and um, Tangaloa. Is Tangaloa is, is, is he's exactly been in, to be fair, he's been injured. He's been injured, but even when he wasn't, they weren't there no. constantly. But but still, you kind of expected them to show up again. And but I yeah. don't expect guys who leave now to come back in three months. The also, there's also the, the flip side of that. Tangaloa is a really good example of why should they invest for, for the lower car guys who get signed in sometimes. It may be changing now. But like Tangaloa was a three-time IWGP World Tag Team Champion before he got a permanent contract. He was on nightly deals, and yeah. it's like from a wrestler's point of view, I've got I've got to get the kids through college and pay the bills. And you know, why would I sign for a company that's not going to give me some kind of long-term investment? 
Yeah. So it's it's we and don't. It's it's not just New Japan who doesn't care about the foreign talent because I I was going to mention this uh, before the Yuya Yota match, but mm. Yota and Yuya did this interview, and I'll talk about the rest of the interview then. But one of the comments Yota made is, um, "I'm the future." And along with me, you've got Yuya, you've got Shota, you've got Ren, you've got Oewa, you've got Fujita, and you've got the young lions that are coming up. Yeah. No mention of any of the future uh, foreign guys. No. And that but just it's... felt like that that's completely the issue. Even the wrestlers, even the characters in this setting don't see a future for any of these foreign guys. No. Because it is like, so what are they going to, why have, why have, like, why spend all the money on the other dojo? He mentioned the young lions before he mentioned like Gabe Kidd or David Finley or, yeah, (laughs) like (laughs) the young lions. Yeah. And that just makes me feel like I, I, if they don't care, why should I? And it's, it also goes back to an old school Japanese narrative. Like the predecessor to the G1. Was the MSG tournament when they had the WWE, but I can't remember the original name of it. But they had a they had a tournament. Every, oh, it was yeah, the IWGP Heavyweight Tournament before that, and they had a tournament every year. And the first three years was Japanese guys in one bracket, foreigners in the other bracket, and it was yeah. just that it was basically down to racism back then, you know. But it also guaranteed you a nationalistic main event, which was what they were really after. But you know, it it's it's that old school attitude of like, you know, foreigners, they're here and we don't hate them, but they don't really matter. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't think new Japan has to cater to the Western fans. I don't think they have to invest as much in the foreign guys as they do the native talent. Like it's a Japanese company and I completely get that. But if you're going to use these foreign guys, then you have to give me a reason to invest in them. And they have so many foreign guys. And I'm like, if you, and I'm sorry to the guys, to the wrestlers, if you got rid of like 50% and then gave all that money to the foreign guys you want to, to have there for a long time, mm-hmm. you could build something. Yeah. Like essentially the old bullet club. In, which was massively successful. And while we've talked about how the fact it played with storylines, in the Prince Devitt AJ Styles days, when it was at its most creative and most financially successful, it was not a massive amount of guys. And nearly all of the foreign talent was in Bullet Club. There was one or two exceptions, but not many. So it can be done. You've done it before. But now you yeah. have you have at least three factions that are entirely based out of foreign guys united empire bullet club war dogs um old school and tmdk a god and well hontai really aren't they but you know i mean yeah i suppose yeah Hmm. a lot a lot of thoughts a lot of ranting yeah but and this is all coming from from i want new japan to be successful. Yeah, but, but I, I look at like Jack Morris and, and the guys in, in Noah and they're getting title runs and, and shots and like, you know, they're being looked after in and the fans are investing in them. They're in the good looking guys. 
faction, which is the dumbest name for a faction I've ever heard. But <laughs> it works. I, we have just five guys. I mean, yeah. Well, the, yeah. They on the crossover show they had a match against good-looking guys versus just five guys <laughs> on the on the um, um, all together again show. <laughs> if you combine the two, you get just five good-looking guys. Exactly. Yes, that was right. <laughs> but anywho, shall we move on to night two? I think we've kind of like negative ourselves out of this. Yeah, we can be a bit more positive on night yes. two. Yes. Katsuyo Mushirishima and Tommy Akahama defeat Tommy Owe and Doriano um, at uh, 7 minutes and 48 seconds. I don't, I didn't think they did. I was pretty sure Homer's team lost. Yeah, I'm sure, I think this is wrong. <laughs> I'll have to look it up on the New Japan results, but I'm pretty sure it went the other way, to be honest with you. I, I can't help you, I didn't watch this. It was, it was the same shenanigans. It, yeah, it, that, that's why I was like, there's... They're basically the same matches, only they have a different young lion. Yeah, interchangeable young. It, so. Interchangeable young, young lion results. Let me have a look at this. Results. 24th. There we go. Yeah, no. Tomya got the pinfall off over Murashima. It was the cage match. It was wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh Striga. I've tough words with you about this. Um, but yes, cage match, folks. It was wrong. <laughs> It's okay. It's just a young lion match. Yes. Well, obviously a Toriano match, massively important. Um, but yeah, <laughs> to, I, you. <laughs> to me, yes, to me. But yeah, it was just big dumb fun, and it was fine. Um, El Desperado, Oleg Bolton, Shotaro, Togo, Makabe, and Yo defeated House of Torture, Dick Togo, Evil, Renderita, Show, Yujiro, Takashi in seven minutes fifty-eight seconds. Bloody awful match. Um, at the end of which, Yo stole the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship belt, so apparently that will be Show's main focus going forward, but he has the minor issue of one Tetsuya Nato on the anniversary show, because originally everyone was really looking forward to Tetsuya Nato versus El Desperado on the anniversary show, because that would have been amazing. We can't have nice things. But we can't have nice things, because no, apparently we just have to have a shit match instead. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm kind of. All right, I knew we said it was going to be more 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 positive, but this was depressing. It gets better after this. Yeah. We Can promise. we talk about the anniversary first? Because before yeah, sure. I get, I wonder what they're going to do on that one. Because Naito is not the kind of guy who fights a lot of people at the same time, and Lij is not the kind of faction who will send people out. So how are they going to fight against House of Torture? <sighs> Well, if you look in post-match comments, show was saying, ah, you've come to challenge me for the anniversary show. And Nate was like, you want me to put the World Heavyweight Championship on the line? No, 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 no. Because then you'll take it far too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and beat seven shades of shit out of me very quickly. Um, so, so maybe uh, show's going to go, I'm going to do the honorable thing and wrestle normally? No, I don't think so. You can't, so they, can't, they can't do it that way because show's been proven to be utterly rubbish when he tries to wrestle normally so yeah but you can't you can't have show win no but, he's losing but the interference from house of torture would suggest that he should win like if five guys are going to show up not even naito should be able to survive that so no i'm so... kind of curious how they're going to deal with that 
they'll figure it out one way or another. But NATO has kind of got a history of getting things through sneak pinfall victories, which is New is Japan uh, New Japan way. So I, I can think of a couple of roll-ups that you would probably use to get a cheap victory and scoot out the way. So you might not get a roll call at the anniversary show, but you would get a win. So, hmm. but again, it is just like I suppose it's. I suppose it's different for an anniversary show to have like the anti New Japan match. I suppose it does make a bit of a an interesting change, but yeah, and yeah. and Naito just outright defeating Show and making a mockery of him does fit with the character for Show because Show is supposed to be a weakling who's horrible and a coward and needs the help from his teammates to to win. Yeah. So it makes sense. It's just, yeah, just we, we could have had more annoying. Game. We could have had like something really good, <laughs> like a strong narrative going forward for yeah. both wrestlers. Instead, we've got this shit. But uh, talking about Despi, are we are we going to do uh, a hypothetical him in New Japan Cup? We should Despi do really. Down? I mean, yes, junior heavyweights have entered the New Japan Cup before. Desperado got quite far. He got to the quarterfinals and wrestled uh, Kazuchika Okada in a banger. And he is a wrestler who can wrestle at heavyweight and look believable doing so. So, but the, there is the thing: is should he win the New Japan Cup? Which belt does he challenge for? Because the obvious thing is to challenge for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Or does he challenge for a heavyweight belt, which he would have the option to challenge for the Never Openweight, the World Heavyweight Championship, the Global Championship, or the King of Pro Wrestling Championship? I, I I hope they don't do him against Riddle. I hope I've so seen, too. I've seen that. Oh, match. TV championship, Because yeah. ironically, that's the one of two Desperado matches I've seen live. It's mm. him in a singles match versus Riddle. Yeah. In 2018. <laughs> <laughs> um, before the horror. Bad. Yeah. Before yeah. we knew that he was an asshole, or at least I knew. I don't know. If anyone else worked in British somewhere. wrestling, there's a long, long list of people we were kind of, you know, the da assholes. So, mm. yeah. anyone who but, spent wrestling, anyone spent an awful, inordinate amount of time wrestling in the UK in that period has become quite suspect anyway. So, yeah. Well, Desperado New Japan Cup. My, my thing is, how many people are talking about the New Japan Cup? So many. There's like six, seven people who are uh, relying solely on the New Japan Cup to, to give them a storyline or a direction. So I don't see them going with Desperado, of all people, to win this. Um, it would explain why he's lost the belt if he is doing something. If it, I mean, if he goes all the way. But then the question is, the obvious thing is to go after Shao. Yeah, but he's not going to go all the way. I mean, you... no, but I mean, I mean, I don't think it's unbelievable. He only needs a good draw. <laughs> yeah, but my thing is, New Japan is building up all these guys. They have all these storylines. You've got um, David Finley, who's like 100% geared to winning it so he can get the title back. You've got Sonada talking about the New Japan Cup. You've got, you've got Evil. You've got Shota, all the, all the young guys. You've got Suji, who wants to uh, challenge Naito. There's so many guys who need a story, who need the boost, um, and especially at this time when New Japan needs to build these guys. Mm-hmm. Zack Saber Jr. Yeah, wants to win the tournament. I don't see them going with Desperado. 
if you take the, the belt from him, which was his biggest boost, you're yeah. not going to give him the New Japan Cup against all these guys who you need to build, because Despera is already built. I would so, like to see him in the G1 this year. Oh, I, like I, 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 I would love to see Desperado win. I would love to see Desperado in the G1. I just It doesn't make sense to me if I'm looking at it from a New Japan point of but, view. But equally, we just look at the booking you saw in the previous day. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> We've just spent an hour and a half explaining to people why that was not good booking. Yeah. So if it may be a poor booking decision, but it's a decision and it might yeah. happen. So I think it's worth Maybe. exploring. Yeah, maybe, I and I hope they put him in there. I think him against Naruto would be interesting because they mm. do focus on that a lot, uh, even during this match. Yeah, I'm also curious what they're going to do. We've talked about it a bit about what were you going to do with Desperado now that he's not in strong style technically anymore. Yeah, now, true. Where where would you put him? I don't know. If Suzuki's not there and Strong Star's been dissolved, he's kind of going to have to float around in Hontai because I don't see him fitting anywhere else except possibly Chaos. Now, see, I, I think just five guys and TMDK would be a good fit because of mm. the history he has with all of those guys. Like, just five guys seems like the obvious choice to me. You, you've, he, got, yeah. you've got Taichi, you've got Taka, you've got Doki there. It makes sense that they'd be like, well, come over, you know, come over, Despi, we've got space for you. Um, also, because they're not heels, and Despera is not a heel. So it's it's kind of perfect. And TMDK has Zach, um, and they've got a junior who could use a tag team partner or, or a mentor. But they've already got Robbie Eagles. They do, but, but as we discussed, foreigners are very rarely there <laughs> all the time. Um, True. And I am... You could you could have like whenever Desperado's uh, aiming for the singles titles, you have Robbie there, and when he's when Robbie is gone, they could focus on the tag team titles. I understand what you're saying, but I also think that like Despi's got too many leadership qualities for him to be just another faction. I think it's yeah, time for but him my to my lead. problem is is with Hontai. He's not Hontai. He's he... anti Hontai. <laughs> That's his whole thing. He, his whole thing was, I can't be the ace because I'm not Hontai. No, but he can redefine himself as something else. He can always like embrace that. There's stories you can tell around that. But I, mean, I don't think good, he doesn't fit anywhere. He, the only place he fitted was in Suzuki Gun and Strong Style. And now he's lost. That's the kind of the point, isn't it? And and that's why I want to put him in, in a faction because I would find that way more interesting to see how he repositions himself, how the, how he uh, rediscovers who he is in affection. Because right now it's like he, he's he's off to the side somewhere on Hontai, just standing there, like okay. And now I don't think he is because I think he stands out in every situation. He does, but th there's no connection, there's no relationships. The only relationship he has is Watto, and Watto's injured. Yeah, you saw him can, with, with. But he had no relationship with Watto was, a year. Hmm, sorry, he had no relationship with Watto a year ago. No, and that's why I would like to see him build some relationships, and I don't see that happening with Hontai so much, because they're not a faction and they don't mix well with Despero's character. They don't mix I, well with each other. 
<laughs> exactly. That that's my problem. But that's kind and of the point, yeah. But I mean, I can. But here's the thing, right? In Hontai, I see him taking over Tama's role as the recruiter, as the guy that can get things done for Hontai, because I think he kind of like. <sighs> I can see him doing that mentor role that he's kind of got with Wato with other people. But if you stick him in a faction that's limiting him, and I think he's a guy who's limitless. I don't I can see I can see your point. I understand what you're doing. But to me, if you put him in a faction, he's just another faction guy. And it's just like Yeah, and, and my thing is I want him to be a mentor, so I want him to be in a group. Because if if say for example he wants to invite Akira. He's not going to say, oh, Akira, come join in Hontai with me, because that's not a group. No, but he could have his own group. In the, here's the thing. That I would like, be okay they, with, but yeah, I don't he, see that's that That's my happening. point, is like, back in the day, in the early 2000s, there was essentially Jushin Liger, I can't remember the name of the faction now, I'm going to look it up, but he started a faction, a junior heavyweight-only faction, and it was a heel faction, and it was killer. And I'm trying to remember the name of the faction. You're looking it up. <laughs> I'm looking it up. That's the reason why, because I couldn't remember it. Um, Control Terrorism Unit, mm. right? And this was the name of that. This was faction from 2004 to 2007 with leader of New Japan Heel Stale and Control Terrorism Unit, along with Hiroki Goto, Minoru Tanaka, Black Tiger 4, that's um, uh, Rocky, Gado and Jado, Prince Devitt, and James Gibson. And it's like, why can't we have something like that again? They don't have to be, yeah. don't have to be heels, but you could. I, have... I 100% agree. Yeah. I would give Desperado his own faction, but I don't think New Japan would because if they would have, why disband Strong Style? Why not just give Desperado Strong Style? Why not ha ask Suzuki? Just give it to Desperado. Because he can build his own thing and it can be his thing in his yeah, image. The way he... could be his thing. It could, it could he's, be. He's, he's an originator of the, that faction. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't I don't trust New Japan to have enough trust in him to give him his own faction. So I I'm understand like, what you're saying, but I think it I think it devalues him if you put him in a faction. And I think it, it well, we'll have except to except chaos. I, I, I think I think you're right, but except chaos, and the only reason why I say except chaos is because they're sorely lacking in junior heavyweights. Yo is the only junior heavyweight they have on the active roster. Leo rushes there when they need him, but that's when they need him, and he isn't a full time wrestler for New Japan. Well, same so, with DMDK. Yeah, someone someone mentioned by the way the option of GOD. Yeah, I mean, that makes more sense. But again, I don't really see them as a faction. I just see them as like a subset of Hontai. Yeah, but, but like it's it's with Strong Style. They have a faction name. Mm. And they don't regularly wrestle with Hontai. They wrestle with each other. Yeah, they did. But there was three of them. But then there was and only that's two that's why left. adding Desperado. Also because Desperado keeps talking to like Akira. Mm. Could put both of them there. Yeah. It's just I, I, I want the best for Desperado and I feel like his character would get lost if he becomes fully Hontai. I don't but I can understand where you're coming from. Shall we move on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh one more for, uh, thing from this match. The yes. Jack video. Oh yeah. We should ah. probably mention I didn't watch the video, just 
it wasn't very, very long. honest. It wasn't very long, and it was just Jack Perry saying he was coming for show room, and yeah. it was like, fine, please take him. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, it's just it's just another example of like Shota having all these people jumping him from no, for no reason. Yes, but they were they were calling Jack Perry the scapegoat, and it's like, well, yeah, fair enough. He wasn't Jack Perry's fault, same punk cock, but there we are. <laughs> yeah, sorry, this means nothing to me because I don't watch AEW, and I, I just about know who Jack Perry is. If you would like to find out the entire history of the, the CM Punk issues, please no, go back you. to the, uh, the... I'm not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> please go back to the podcasts uh, myself and Chelsea did. One of three podcasts about CM Punk on this channel. We've talked for hours about the man, but there you go. And my attitude about him has changed considerably in the intervening 10-year period. Anywho. But yes. Jack Perry, though. Quite like him. I think he's quite cool. Um, so it'd be intriguing because at least somebody's doing something with him. But there you go, yeah. But I don't think it'll interest you because you have no connection with him whatsoever. No, sorry. It's all right. Have you watched any teen <laughs> movies from the late nineteen eighties or early nineteen nineties? No. No. There you go. You see, you can't even like hang on to something his dad did. No. No. Did he watch Riverdale? There you go. Anywho. Um, <laughs> no. I know he's on. an actor, and I can recognize his face. Yes, he's sadly no longer with us. Yeah, but yeah. Yes. But yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, Chaos versus United Empire match. I didn't watch because of Riddle, and I was that angry from the previous day. I'm not watching this drizzle. So, Christy did watch this match. This is so ironic. Just... Usually, yeah. I'm the one who doesn't watch the matches. No, but it would be you, you, you get to actually. Call a match this time and review it properly. So. Well, you expect me to have comments about the match? No. The characters and stuff? <laughs> I wouldn't expect much out of me. Oh, we know this uh, is something we this is something we haven't asked show the other positive thing before going to think. Show to Umino's new haircut. Oh yeah, it looks good. I, I yeah, had to laugh yeah. though, because of course Shota Umino would get a haircut in the week that they do a hair versus hair match. Yeah, I I thought it looked a mess personally, but you know, what do I know? I, I I like the longer hair more, but I think it's cute. But okay. I I had to laugh because shows are supposed to be the the guy who's really knowledgeable about the business, yeah. and he's like, I'm going to get a haircut three days before yeah. a hair versus hair match. God, yeah. Why? <laughs> you couldn't have waited like a week. No, no. But I I'm, I'm okay with it. Anywho. I, yeah, okay, this match. I watched it purely because I want out of respect for Okada because it's yeah. his last match. Normally, I would not watch a riddle match, but I was like, this is going to be Okada's last match, and he's meant a lot to me. So I'm going to watch this for him and just mm. like close my eyes whenever Riddle shows up. Um, this is also when we were informed about Tanahashi's injury. By yeah. the way, uh, he was supposed to wrestle with Nick Nemeth in match four or five. Yeah, yeah. The one with Nemeth and Finley. Yeah. Um, but he's injured. So that sucks. Apparently, something to do with his ankle. All right. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. I hope it's a minor thing. Yeah. Tanahashi looked so sad during this match. 
it's it made me sad because Tanahashi was on commentary during yes. this, and just he he looked so he, without being rude, he looked old, like yeah. like he was just tired and upset and was seeing like the future walk away in a way. Yeah, yeah. No, I and completely understand. Just it just made me sad to see because I, I can't imagine how hard it must be for Tanahashi. So already feel like you're struggling and like and he's done it before, like right, he's brought New Japan back. And now he's like, I thought I could give this job to someone else, but no, I have to do it again. Yeah. That's I, I imagine he's really tired and stuff. Yeah. And emotional, because he seemed to be emotional about Okada leaving as well. Yeah, because they're good friends in in, in private from what I understand, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's and and the match. <laughs> the one thing I remember from the actual wrestling is that Okan kept trying to get Okada's attention. Yeah. Uh, and at the very end, after Okada had pinned Callum Newman, um, Okan kept standing there with a KOPW title, trying to get Okada's attention. Yes. And Okada just ignored him. He did that the previous day as well. Uh, he stood, yeah. in the, stood in the aisle with the belt yeah. above his head. And, um... and I find that because it wasn't just Okan. I, I, I talk about the backstage stuff a lot because there's a lot yeah. of storyline stuff happening there. And in the backstage comments, you had Okan completely destroying Okada. Mm. Like, you're, you're horrible. You're, you only care about money and you're weak for leaving when uh, when the going gets tough stuff like that mm. but also suji yeah and suji confronted okada during after his match as well mm. but also during the backstage comments uh challenging okada mm. like have a match with me at the anniversary show yeah and it's easy to say when the guy's going out the door as well oh, that's what heels are supposed to do and those suji is in a Kind of baby face ish fraction, they're kind of heels as well. I know, Khan, great United Empire are supposed to be. I'm not sure what United Empire is supposed to be anymore. Are they heels? Are they faces? What, what, what they were just faces because they were wrestling war dogs. Hmm. I don't, re I don't recall them turning baby face ever, and yet people just kind of started cheering for them. A bit weird, but they might, might be the Osprey factor, which we which wasn't for us, but. No, it was go. interesting for others. But I, I just, it's watching that from an outside perspective. You had mm. the seniors just hyping Okada up. Thank you, Okada. You yeah. are wonderful. Please come back one day. But all the young guys are shitting all over him. And on the one hand, I assume it's for the future, like setting yeah. up, if, if he comes back, setting up a potential storyline. And Okada completely ignoring it makes sense because, like, that's probably not something they agreed on. Yeah. And they're just like, if if I set this up, maybe I'll get a, a match with Okada in the future. Yeah. Strong also, it could be genuine annoyance that Okada is leaving the way he is. Partly. And none of them were put over. Yeah. But again, that's kind of... <laughs> 
it's, it, the trouble is with the card leaving is a big, difficult position for New Japan Pro Wrestling in the sense of if he goes to AEW, there's a strong chance he's essentially working within the same framework and structure as New Japan Pro Wrestling. In which case, you don't want him to lose on the way out. Mm-hmm. If he goes to WWE, yeah, you book him against the biggest rising star you've got and you job him out. In, not job him out, but you, know, you give him 25 minutes of back and forth and he loses a, a big match because you know you're not going to get him back for quite a period of time. But they didn't really know. He only really made the decision last week. I know the only, I know he went to see Ultimo Dragon last week, and Ultimo he always goes to see Ultimo Dragon every time he makes a big decision about his career. And he went to see Ultimo Dragon to tell him what he finally decided. So I know he knows what they've decided. But equally, I can understand. Yeah, not doing jobs to people on the way out is aggravating for the people who are coming up. But equally, that's also a protected player who is made with the company. Yeah, it's not like it's the Brian Danielson retiring in the next two years is a different story to what a card is going to do because he's still a main event player who could be valuable to you in the future. Danielson is done. He's quite happy to to lose to everybody. He, he lost to Mark Briscoe the, the last month. You know that's fine. He's okay with that. He doesn't have an issue with it. He's not trying to protect his legacy. In fact, he's trying to do everything the way out he possibly can. Yeah, I agree with you. And I understand that point of view. Um, and I definitely don't think Okada should lose to any of the yeah. guys on the way out. But I feel like a 30-minute barnstormer of a match with one of the young guys uh, and Okada wins in the end and shows one of the young guys some respect yeah. could already make make that guy. Um, and they didn't even do any of that. They just had Okada completely destroy or ignore all of these guys that you want to build. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't have to have Okada lose, but you could have a, an amazing match with one yeah. of the young guys and have Okada in the backstage comments say something like, he really impressed me. I, I If I come back one day, I hope he is at my level or something that gives one of the guys a bit of a rub without completely destroying Okada's credibility. Mm. And if, even then, you could never destroy Okada's credibility, even if he lost. But mm. but I I would not make him lose. But like, no. imagine a 30-minute match with a Shota or a Tsuji. Mm. Okada is amazing. Okada can make anyone look good. And what does New Japan need right now? They're young guys to look good. Yeah. No, so th- that's, 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 I, I, we talked about wanting Zach versus Okada and one of the young guys versus Okada. I would mm. have at least liked to have seen one of the young guys versus Okada. Yeah. But we didn't get it. Uh, yeah. Anything yeah. else you'd like to say from this match? Uh, yeah, Bex's comments were really cute with chaos. <laughs> I I thought Okada's comment was very interesting because he, he was like, oh, thank you guys um, for being so nice. And Yoshihashi was like, we'll be here for you, Okada. We'll, we'll always have your back. And then Okada responds with, oh, Yoshihashi, I could never quit you. <laughs> which, is, which is a very romantic thing to say. I'm like, okay, Okada, I didn't know you felt that way towards Yoshihashi. 
Um, I don't know if that's just a weird translation, but <laughs> I thought that was special. <laughs> like, do you say that kind of thing to your friends? But that's that's also the relationship those two have. Yeah. Which I'm going to miss so much because I, I always loved that Okada looked at Yoshihashi like Yoshihashi was the biggest star in the company. Mm-hmm. Because Yoshihashi was his uh, mentor. Yeah. In the very beginning. He was his senior in the dojo, wasn't he? Yeah. That so. I thought that was always very cute. So I'm glad they got some of that at the very end there. Um. Interjection, by the way. I was just randomly randomly checking my Twitter account, and I've been locked because of a copyright claim. <laughs> so, <Which one? laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to check now, but I'm assuming it's the screenshots from the backstage comments because even I one, would think so. Even even Stuart was sharing those, and they got really a lot of attention. So let me just check one second. I have to agree that I won't do this again. <laughs> oh, they, they emailed me copies. Let's just see. This is how this is someone getting locked out of their account live on the <laughs> live Trooperty show. On the Trooperty show. Live and in, in color or in I visual. Don't, I don't remember which Twitter. Oh, yeah, this one. <laughs> oh. Oh. There's so, a lot of them. Oh my god. Uh, uh, oh god. It's, it's all the, the screenshots from today. It's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 23, 24, 25, 26, 7, 8, it's 9. It's almost as if New Japan don't want actually want anyone 30, to watch the shows. 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36. <laughs> There's like 45. No, no, we're go. We're keeping on, like fifty screenshots I uploaded that they have an issue with. Okay, you best take them down before you get kicked off Twitter. Uh, if you believe the material has been removed as a result of a mistake, no. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, I yes. was trying to get people engaged in your problem, uh, in your project. Project product. No project sounds right. <laughs> Do you want yeah. to contest the takedown? No. Your, your access is now available for use. Please be aware that any additional notices may result in your account being locked again and potentially suspended. <sighs> well, New Japan continuing to shoot themselves in the foot. Kind of sums up this weekend, really, doesn't it? It there does. Anywho. But the interesting thing is that the Suji one is still up. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> oh. Should we move on? Yeah. All right, Gorillas of Destiny, El Fantasma and Hikaleo defeated Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatonga and Tangalo in 14 minutes and 4 seconds in. Tamatonga's farewell match, as all five of Gorillas of Destiny were involved in this match with Jado, um, uh refereeing. And it was... It was kind of what you expected it to be. It was a fun match. Gorillas G.O.D. Um, OGs came out in their traditional gear, and uh, El Fantasma and Hikaleo had 
their usual fun kind of take on what the rules of destiny should be and everyone had a good time and uh, emotional farewell from Tamatonga. But it was good. I enjoyed it. It wasn't horrible. Didn't really do an awful lot other than what it needed to do. I thought I enjoyed what it was. What did you think, Christine? I thought that was really nice, this one, because mm. it, it just it just felt emotional. Yeah. Just looking at Hikuleo's face, I was like, he's feeling a lot of things right now. Mm. And then Tama and Sangha came out with their original look and their original yeah. music. And I was like, this is the guys I was introduced to. Yeah, this exactly. is also the Tamatonga I like the best. You know, the creepy heel who's yeah, who's too cool for school. You know, <laughs> that, that's that's the Tama I enjoy the most. And yeah. the entire match, it, it didn't feel like a match because I I didn't feel like they really wanted to hurt each other, which makes sense because they're on the same team. And and that's what I liked about it. It felt more like a, a saying goodbye. Than anything yeah. else, um, and just the, at the end of the match with Tama in tears on the on the ground and Hikuleo in tears and ELP like hugging him and comforting him, it's like it, it it must be so hard for Tama, but also Tanga and Hikuleo and like Hikuleo is he's in his thirties, but to me, he feels very young still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it must be hard to have to say goodbye to like a guy who is your brother and your mentor and your lifeline and your role model and all of those things in one. Yeah, exactly. Especially because they work so far from home. Like they always had each other. And I'm, they, he still has Tanga. But yeah, it, it's like saying goodbye to part of your history yeah exactly nuts and then for tama he, he's been emotional in in like the couple last couple of matches mm. but him saying goodbye while also pushing hikuleo to the stars in a way yeah must be so conflicting for him like good feelings bad feelings sad feelings yeah, yeah. um I, I'm. I, he might also be a little annoyed that his <laughs> him leaving is being put on the back burner compared to everyone else. <laughs> um, I don't th know if they planned all of them to leave at the same time. No, but I think I think the thing is like you know, Tom announced his departure after Ricard announced his departure. I think. Hmm. So it was, and he was, he would have had, he would have known Osprey was going and he would have known that Kakada was going. And it's like Suzuki probably wouldn't know, but Suzuki's no. not being made much of a, they no, didn't even mention it on commentary. Suzuki's not going, going. Suzuki's yeah. around. He's just not coming back. Yeah, he's just, you know, I'm sure we will see him again. So it's not worth mentioning that he won't be back for a while. Whereas mm. with Osprey and Okada and Tamatonga, they've gone, gone. So. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, it's yeah. It, yeah. You know, you know what made me almost cry mm -hmm. in this uh, the backside comments is Jado going. I refuse to say goodbye because you never say never in this business. So see you Aww. one day, Tama. Bless him. That and was I one of my... that, that was so sweet. 
when I left my previous job, there was about seven of us left at once because it was the end of COVID and all the people who were going to retire had held on till the end of COVID to make sure the kids were all right. And everyone who was going to move jobs held on to make sure the kids were all right. And we all left at once. And one of our colleagues said, I'm not saying goodbye to any of you because then you will never have left. Aw, that's so cute. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's awesome. So, yes, so I completely agree with that. Yeah, and just... I, I'm going to miss Tama. I really am going to miss Tama. And we haven't yeah. talked about that much because of, because of other stuff. But I am going to miss Tama because he's a glue guy wrestler. And I love those style of wrestlers that you need. And watching him beat a card was awesome. And, and he, he was one of the foreigners who you expected yeah. to always be there. Yeah, true. And, you know, guy's got to do what he's got to do for his family. And I'm perfectly mm. happy with... I don't blame be. him. No. You'll see your kids. That's kind of like this. This, this is the, 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 the trouble is the Japanese tours back in the day were the perfect wrestling kind of like parenting jobs because you were two weeks on and two weeks off. Yes, you didn't see your kids for two weeks, but you have two weeks free paid to go see them once you've been for two weeks. Whereas if you work for WWE or NWA, you never saw your kids. So this was kind of like the, the dream thing. But now being full time in Japan is full time and that's you you don't get the two weeks on two weeks off that you used to do because it's such a commitment to media and everything else if you want to be a big star in japan you've got to go be a big star in japan mm. but anywho so yes shall we move on to the next match yeah i just Nick. i just like that it, it was so emotional and i like yeah. i like my wrestling to be emotional <laughs> nick nemeth and raisuki Taguchi defeated bullet football dogs david finley you know that happened didn't really do an awful lot. It was fine. Um, yeah, it was okay. And then Nick Nemeth challenged Hiroshi Tanahashi, which is the big issue I have with this particular championship run is just because, like, there's Nemeth, who's 43, who's now challenging Tanahashi. I understand, but you could have just had that dream match without any of this being involved. And it would have drawn money. And Nemeth would have won because he would have won and he would have stayed around. And therefore, not, that would have solved a bunch of problems. Why are you doing this? just to bury David Finlay. It just makes no sense. And it's fine. Just and I'm sure I'll enjoy the match when I watch it, which should should uh Tanahashi be fit. But it just seems like a such a waste when you could have just had that match anyway and built it up as a dream match. Because Nemeth doesn't need a story. His story is, hey I'm one of the biggest wrestling stars of the last fifteen years. You know, that's that's all you need. You can run him against yeah. anyone. He doesn't need a belt to do that. Don't need that level of credibility. You could have gone about this so many different ways. Instead, David Finley, who's just lost all his heat, has to put over a, a, a visitor who's just not going to be around for very long. But there you go. Yeah. Any thoughts? I, I, I hope that Nemeth knows that he's now being cursed. Because <laughs> he's tagged with Rasuki Taguchi. Not only has he tagged with Taguchi, but apparently, because Taguchi said this in the backstage comment, apparently he asked to be in Taguchi Japan. Oh, good God. And out of like the 12 guys in Taguchi Japan, only one has survived. So, goodbye, <laughs> Nemeth. It was nice knowing you. Yeah, shouldn't be here for another three or four weeks and you'll be done. Yeah, that's your new Japan career done. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should get Taguchi to add Riddle to Jukuchi Japan. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be interesting. Unfortunately, he seems to be United Empire bound or at least associated Not with... Not technically, because they talked about this in the, again, backstage yeah. comments about uh, Cobb saying that he wasn't 
uh, in United Empire, but that he would talk to his agent. I, I hope see. he doesn't. No, don't I talk hope to so his too. agent. Don't. Anyway, Bushi defeats. Well, yes, let's, let's do the next. The next five matches were all part of the Lij Just Five Guys Gauntlet series, which would culminate with the Hair versus Hair match and the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. Um, Bushi versus Takamichi Noka was the opening of this series, nine minutes and 13 seconds, and arguably, possibly my favorite of all five matches. <laughs> Actually, no, Duki and Hiromu was my favorite, Bushi, and it was the best of the five matches. Duki and Taka and Bushi was probably my second favorite match of all five, though probably not as technically great, but I prefer Bushi and Taka over most things. Seven days a week and twice on Sunday, I'd watch these two wrestle all the time if I could. Taka's like, how old is Taka? 50. He's my age. He's the same age. Well, no, I'm a year younger than he is. And he, he, he's just a force of nature, isn't he? Just, just wrestles incredible matches. And it was Chris Chartner saying he was in the first best of super, the, he was in the best, first best of super juniors when they changed the name from top of super juniors in 94. <laughs> when he was 20. Yeah. Just a baby. Just, just ridiculous. He was ridiculous back then. He was. It was just insanely good back then. But yes, he was uh, uh, FMW Independent World Junior Heavyweight Champion before he was 20, I think. Unreal. Anyway, this was good. What did you think of this? I like that this is like your second favorite match. Yeah. And I'm looking at my comments and I have nothing. Literally <laughs> nothing. This is this is because I can be perfectly entertained by a very good professional wrestling match and bushy. I know, and I know, and it's not that it was bad or that I didn't enjoy it, but there was the entire story was for both guys who could take the pin, and we're going to see who doesn't take the pin this yeah. time. <laughs> and that was that was all there was to it. So yeah. even even the entire match, there wasn't really a story to it. There were just yeah. two wrestlers wrestling. So yeah. I had nothing to comment on. In my world, all wrestling would be like this forever, <laughs> and you wouldn't okay. enjoy it at all. <laughs> and then we would never speak again, because I, I would stop watching. <laughs> so anyway. It, it was fun. I just have nothing to comment on. Next up, Dookie defeats Hiroma Takahashi with the Circus the Circa de Luna. Um, I thought you were going to say with the it. circus. With the circus. <laughs> <laughs> suplex Della Luna, I get it right. It was Suplex Della Luna. I kind of pronounce that. Word. I can pronounce Suplex, but I, I was like, like Circa Della Luna. What? Uh, yeah, Suplex, suplex Della Luna, which he rarely hits because it's so difficult to get on, which is highly inspired by Joshi wrestlers. If you watch the Mayu Itani, her finisher is very, very similar to Tai Chi's finisher. Um, 17 minutes, uh, sorry, 14 minutes and 45 seconds. His first singles victory over Hiroma Takahashi. Yeah. This was great. This was absolute barnstorming. Stole the show. Actually did steal the show. I love this match. Um, just great. Just absolutely great. Dookie's always been this good, but never had a chance to really show it and to be this creative and just do his thing. And Hiromu was very keen to get him over in this match, and that's what made this match tick. And, yeah. Best of Super Juniors finalist now, Dookie, definitely. <laughs> I hope but, uh, so. Yeah, I, I think I can see him getting to eight or ten points, just having a really strong run, even if he doesn't get to the semi-finals. But yeah, this was a, this was a make-or-break match, and he absolutely made himself in this match. He was perfect, and the 
fans loved him. Even Hiroma was like, why are you cheering for this guy? <laughs> so, yeah, this was great. Absolutely loved it. What do you think of this? This was my favorite one. Yeah. Um, I, I went into this knowing it was probably going to be my favorite one. Because uh, because of the, the thing we talked about, that Hirobu was getting really creative. Mm. And I think Doki's especially, especially good at allowing people to be creative because his wrestling style is very all over the place creative. And that's why both the wrestling and the storytelling is always going to be good in a Hiromu versus Doki match. Mm-hmm. Um, Doki, I love Doki. He, there's a reason why he was my wild card in the podcast we did yeah. uh, last week. And just seeing him achieve something like this makes me so happy. It makes me have a little bit of faith that New Japan might be going the way I want them to go with Doki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily need him to win the title in, this year, but I would like to see them position him higher on the card and getting more chances and maybe next year get the title. Mm. Um, which I, I he was build, he's building his arsenal. He's, he's adding new moves, which is always a good sign, I think. Uh, and just seeing him so happy. He, he was literally crying in the ring. Yeah, so a very emotional two days because everyone was <laughs> crying. Uh, and he mentioned in the backstage comments that Hiromu, while they are not close, Hiromu's always been the one who supported him the most, who believed in him the most. Yeah, and I can see that. I can see Hiromu seeing that in Doki, seeing yeah. himself in Doki, the 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 weirdo who was kind of bad at wrestling and who went to to Mexico to achieve something and then came back to New Japan. I can see Hiromu, like I said, seeing himself in Doki and feeling mm. like he wants to give Doki the chance that Naito gave him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it also works for his character that Doki was the, the one who was most over in this match. Yeah, definitely. They and love that him in Sapporo. They love, but people generally love Doki. I think. I think, not everyone understands how popular Doki is just because no. he doesn't get the chances, so you don't see it as as often. No, he's he stopped carrying the chrome bar around as well. And, well, you, you, know, you can't be a, a somewhat good guy if you no, keep knocking people no. out. <laughs> he's but, yeah, but like he's he's lost the edge. That he he can be a heel if he needs to be. Oh, definitely. Not, yeah, but he's not. He's lost the edge he had in Suzuki Gun, and that's kind of made him even more popular now. You yeah, know, people he, now feel like they're allowed to like him. Yeah, they're allowed. Like I mean, like even when he was in Suzuki Gun, they loved him in Kurokan Hall. Mm. They adored him. It's like you know, he he they love him there um, because he's. He's a grown worker, like all of the guys they see at Kurokan Hall working small indie shows that, like, you know, like when JTO do a big show there or Glate when they do a big show there or 666, they love those guys that grind away on them indie shows forever and ever and ever just to get one main event. And they love those guys. They, they can see the talent in and they can see they're going to go somewhere. And Tai Chi's one of those guys. You know, he's he's one of them. He's, he's, a, he's a Kurokan Hall guy, you know. 
in the same way Yoshihashi's a Kuroko Go Hog Hog guy, even though he's kind of like the traditional company man, salary man wrestler. Taichi isn't, sorry, um, Duki isn't that. But he's, um, he is like a grafter and a grinder, and they really appreciate him there, and Sapporo as well. And I can see in some ways he's more over than Sanada is. <laughs> you know, as as a as a as a, a guy in that faction, because fans genuinely have affection for him. Yeah, I yeah. also feel like it's it's the the desperado effect where people understand that they probably deserve more than they get. Yeah, so they, they start compensating mm. by loving ex- extra much. You know, mm. yeah, I know it, it it works that way for me. If I feel like someone isn't getting what they deserve, I make sure that they know. That I think they're awesome. Yeah, no, I can see that. Shall we go on to the next one? Yep. Tai Chi defeated Shingo Takagi, my second favorite match of this particular card. Um, because this was uh, they've wrestled each other an awful lot in the last three years. Obviously, they had the big feud of the KOPW championship, but it's enhanced what they do. Um, I will talk about this with NATO and Sonata, where it has definitely not enhanced what they do. Um, like the familiarity has moved their match quality forward, and they seem to make each other better each time they wrestle. And it's reflected in the cage match uses 8.0. This was the best match on the card, according to the cage match guys, which I think I would say the Duki and Takahashi one was better, but that's more to my taste. Whereas Taichi and Shingo was very big men slapping meat kind of match, which is nothing wrong with that. I do like like a match like that every once in a while. Um, But this was just exceptionally good wrestling. And it was also the match with perhaps the least on the line that both made men. Excuse you? (laughs) Well, I mean, apart from the have to delete your YouTube channel. Exactly. Mess. I don't think Shingo's deleting his YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. But Taichi told him not to. Taichi said he doesn't have to, it's fine, don't worry yeah. about it. But they wrestle each other like their mates having a wrestling match. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And I think this is the thing is is it's it's just much more they just get better with age, these two, and therefore, you know, their matches do as well. So this is probably one of the better matches they've had, even though they've had some right barnstormers down the years. And kind of kind of wet your whistle for um, New Japan Cup, doesn't it? This, if these two meet in the New Japan Cup, this would be amazing again. So yeah, it's kind of like it makes you want to see more. So whereas other matches on this card maybe you want to see much, much less. So yes. Your thoughts. Well, you said that there wasn't much at stake, but I disagree. Because okay. if Taiji had removed his YouTube channel, where was I supposed to watch all the just five guys stuff? <laughs> I mean okay, he gives he gives me footage of Sonata smiling. <laughs> and you want to take that away from me? No. I'm, 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 well, yes, okay. No worries. I'm, I have not yet got into New Japan's YouTube channels because I've got too much stuff on YouTube I watch already. Ah, uh, you're missing out. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's it's mostly Tai Chi playing games, Tai Chi talking to his chat, and on some days he takes his camera along to like photo shoots or, you know, when they did the the commercials. For mm-hmm. Doki's hair thing and the the vinegar, he took a camera along to that. So it's just I I enjoy watching those guys have fun together. Yeah. And and Sonata smiles an awful lot in those videos. So if if people were to watch them, they would never 
call him stoic and cold ever again. Um, <laughs> so, but all joking aside, um, I I enjoy this match because it's two people who are equally equally over. Mm. Sometimes you you watch a match and it's like, this is unfair. <laughs> like the entire <laughs> crowd is against you, uh, but these guys are both equally popular and they're both really good at what they do so there's there's no edge to either of them so it makes it's made for a really good match and it also make, means that you don't go into it expecting a certain outcome um and i thought what was i, I was watching and i thought about their positions like tai chi i would classify as a second in command in his faction yeah right mm -hmm. And Shingo, I usually would have put second in command in LIJ. Mm -hmm. But since the last couple of days, Suji is being called after Shingo. Eh. Did you notice that? Yeah, well, I mean, he does the roll call based on like when they joined LIJ, yeah, doesn't he? Not, not the roll call, it's no. the, the when they come out. Oh, I see. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's Bushi, then Hiromu. Yeah. And usually it would be Suji, Shingo, Naito. Yeah. But now it's Shingo, Suji, Naito. Hmm. Intriguing. And you could say, like, oh, that's because uh, Suji has a big match, but these matches are all supposed to be on the same page, right? On the same yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's not like Suji had a match for a title. No. Because that would, that could explain like why why he was called after, but no, there's no reason for it. It's just that it, they decided to do it. Hmm. Intriguing. So that that made me think about positions and uh, how Shingo would look at Suji and what that means. It, it New Japan is directly saying Suji has moved up up. Mm. Suji is coming for Naito, not just literally, but also in in the in the pecking order. order. Yeah. being in the pecking order. Mm -hmm. So I thought thought that was interesting. Mm. Um, last comment on this match: there was a shot of Tai Chi pausing in front of Okada, because at this point Okada has joined the commentary table. Yes. Yes. And Tai Chi. <laughs> Please come sit with us whilst you whilst the entire roster roasts you for the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and Taichi, he stopped in front of Okada. Mm. And I, I made the tweet uh that Taichi was saying, like, well, goodbye, I guess. I'll put a lot of guys over while you're gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it's that because I know I know that they have a lot of history. Uh, Okada and Taichi used to be really close, and Okada used when he was a baby used to mm. sleep in Taichi's house and s eat with his mother and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm assuming they're still friends to some degree. Mm. But it just made me laugh to think about that uh, and the irony and the fact that Taichi of all people is now a building block for the entire company, and Okada <laughs> is leaving. Yeah. Kind of weird. There we go. Very true. The old Japan guy is actually in charge. Mm. Yeah. The, the go away Tai Chi guy. Well, did you hear the beginning of this match? There was actually a chant of "Let's go Tai Chi" from the crowd. Yeah. Wow. That's how times <laughs> have changed. 
Let's just move on to the hair versus hair match that Christy was so looking forward to. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good times were had by all. <laughs> Yotosuji defeated Yuri Imura in a match that was all right. It wasn't great. And it's like two guys who've not really had an awful lot of serious main event experience. It was perfectly fine. Could have been better, but equally, I kind of think that I'm getting familiarity breeding contempt here a little bit. They've wrestled each other an awful, awful lot, and I think they might have run out of ideas, and that's why this match wasn't perhaps as crisp as it could be. But then it became a match of endurance, which means it doesn't have to be as inventive, which was good. I like that bit. Um, I, I, hmm. On one hand, you and Yamura losing is the obvious thing to do because he got the big win at Wrestle Kingdom. So it kind of evens them up for down the line. But equally, Yamura is the one guy out of the four new guys I really enjoyed. <laughs> and now you're telling me that he needs to start over again because my enjoying him was wrong. It's like Narita all over again. For it's you. like Narita. So every guy you get that I like, you are going to change into a way that I don't like. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, for God's sake, just just leave people alone. I, I don't think they're going to change no, but the way just, he wrestles, though. I think it was partly that I think that Chris and Walker lent in a little too hard into the renewal deal. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, do we have to go there? Because I kind of like your humor as he is. Please don't do this. So it was, yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I did offer Christy the opportunity to do a greatest um, hair versus hair matches show, which she declined because she thought it'd be too harrowing. Um, and I said, yeah, I offered. Don't do that to me. No, so I said, I would it's offer it to John cool. Dinsdale as he feels nothing. And having talked to John a couple of weeks ago, he went, yeah. That's <laughs> emotional. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so me and John will get to that at some point in the, in the future. We will do a greatest of hair versus hair matches. I think it's probably going to have a lot of lucha libre on it because there'll be a lot of uh, lucha despasta. Do I can never pronounce it? Lucha espasta, espasta bet matches. Um, mask versus mask, hair versus hair, hair versus mask, etc. But yes, this was the actual match itself. Didn't tear trees down, but was did the job. And the result, I'm kind of annoyed by, but not as much as annoyed by, by the previous day's stuff, even though, you know, my guy Glenn lost his hair. What's your thoughts on this one? I have a lot of thoughts. So I thought you would do, do get, to be honest with ready. you. This is both your worst nightmare and something <laughs> you will enjoy very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also something I, I can see why they did it. So, I, first of all, this is one of the matches I got spoiled on because I couldn't watch the the second day live because I had to go to the stables. So I came back and I just checked my mentions and someone spoiled the result of this one. Um, yeah. And then I saw lots of negative comments calling it horrible and terrible and it was boring. And, and I was like, oh, God. Uh, so I went into this match thinking this is going to be awful. like the match is going to be awful, my guy is going to lose his hair. Mm. And then I didn't hate it. I, I I went into it expecting something terrible and I thought this isn't this isn't that. I'm not sure what you guys are all complaining about. Um because the the comments I saw it was boring and it stayed in the ring and they should have done more. 
And I'm like, that's the story, though. Mm. The story is that Yuya wants New Japan to change in his image as the, the wrestling guy mm. who wrestles in the ring. And he wants to beat Suji using those things. Yeah. And Suji, meanwhile, wants to beat Yuya at the things he's good at. But also, they both want to use the basics because that's the story. Young Lion versus Young Lion. Yeah. So why would they use huge moves and run out of the ring and throw each other against the wall when the story is Young Lion versus Young Lion? Young Lions are never going to be able to do that because they're not allowed. You can't, <laughs> you can't leave the ring. What do you mean? I so, understand your logic. However, I'm not sure they executed it well enough for it to come off the way that they intended it to. Maybe. I don't know. Because I thought that's been the story the entire time. So maybe because I went into it expecting that story, it didn't bother mm. me. And I, also, I, because this is... I don't see this as the culmination of their storyline. I see this as the beginning. And if you start with like chairs and chainsaws and mm. blood, then where are you going <laughs> to go at the very end of the story? I know. I understand. What I, I think as well, there is the trouble is hair versus hair has very different connotations in different places around the world. Mm. Like in north in the united states i don't want to say north america because in mexico it's different to what it is in the us in the us and canada it's a humiliation to lose your hair and i suppose this was kind of like that in this particular sense but in north in the us it's a humiliation in mexico they do it because it's supposed to be a death match it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be bloody and awful and you know the final thing to settle a score and a feud and you know it, it, it's it's big money, but it's also like in in the US, it's there to draw money and the humiliation of someone having their head shaved. In Mexico, it's there to draw money, as in the sense of, you know, it's a blood feud thing. It's absolutely, you know, the way it's supposed to be. And if you look at it in Japan, traditionally, it has been the same way that like the be all and the end all is hair versus hair. And, you know, the great hair versus hair matches in Japan have tended to be in women's wrestling and, someone's going to lose seven pints of blood and it's going to be horrific because that's kind of like the level of intensity a Kamakiri deathmatch is supposed to have. And this wasn't that. And it wasn't yeah. what a Mexican match was and it wasn't what an American match was. It was kind of its own thing. And I think that's perhaps where the disconnect is because it's, yeah, not, it's not based that... on things that have come before. Yeah, and I think that's the the issue is that people were going into it expecting something they weren't going to get because that wasn't the story. No. Because the, uh, I feel like this is the beginning. Yeah. Not the end. And a lot of hair versus hair are the combination of a blood feud, of like we hate each other and this is going to be the end. You're you're the victor, I'm the loser. Whereas I see this is mm. going to be something that creates the the storylines for the next couple of years it's going to completely change yuya and how he sees himself and how his character evolves and it's going to be what they come back to in the next yeah. couple of years mm. so if you go into it expecting this to be the end to be the big one then you're going to be disappointed because that yeah. wasn't the story 
no. the story was that they were going to one of them was going to be forced to go back to young lion days and what yeah. is young lion days the very beginning not the end yeah i mean there is an argument to say that then, then perhaps there shouldn't have been a hair versus hair match but then again you can't tell that story unless it is the the hair versus hair was the the literal um mm. How, how do you say that the literal personification yeah, of yeah. forcing someone to go back to Young Lion? Yeah, and I don't think fans necessarily understood it the way that in that context, because that's not how hair hair versus hair matches have traditionally been done. Yeah. So that's the issue, I think, is the disconnect for a lot of fans. But I think, and as well as like the story that I just didn't get into the story they were trying to tell as far as the moves were concerned, because it just ended up being a bit plotty. And yeah, and and uh, what I saw that, and I saw most of the match was Yuya wrestling his style. Yeah. Suji trying to counter him in the same style, and eventually getting mad and like yeah. kick him in the face. <laughs> and yeah. that that just continues the story for for Suji for me, where he thinks he's just as good as Yuya is, and mm. when he's reminded that he's not. Yeah. He leans into the kicking yeah. the the spear the, the petulant the kind of striking yeah 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 no, I can yeah. That. yeah um he wanted to try and out wrestle yuya who's better than him at that yeah and it, he had before he had to recognize that if he wanted to win um and and it was a story of the basics like what mm. yuya does is stuff a young lion learns. Mm. So what Suji does, that's not stuff a young lion no. necessarily learns. They're, they're no. not going to go out there and teach you the spear or how to kick someone in the face, literally, directly. No. He is a much like higher level player of, of wrestling, different style of wrestling, really. He has a, he has a different style. It's mm. just it just felt completely felt like that story to me. And if you didn't follow that story, then I guess it it would feel disconnected. Which yeah. is why I love paying attention to stories because <laughs> it felt like it meant something. Also because I saw the interview that two of them did. Yeah. Did you watch that interview? No, I didn't. No. Okay. Um. The the most interesting thing about it was that it was completely a contrast between the two yeah like one would say a and the other would reply with b basically <laughs> including that suji was like um new japan is going to die if i lose my hair <laughs> he literally said this I if i lose this new japan will die and yuya responded with Suji is being silly. New Japan yeah. is going to be fine if he loses his hair. Like th that kind of thing. And at the same time, uh, Yuya said, um, what was it? Yuya said, I'm going to rescue New Japan. I don't need anyone else. And he, he also said, I don't need Suji. If Suji leaves, it'll be fine because I'll be here. Whereas Suji was all like, well, I'm going to be there, Yuya's going to be there, Shota's going to be there, and he listed all the guys that mm. were going to be there for New Japan's future. And I, I, they were completely contrasted on every question. Mm. And I just, I like that. That that's, spells to me like they thought about this interview. Yeah. 
like what what are you going to say okay i'll say the opposite and it just says so, so much about their characters as well yeah yeah sorry i a lot of thoughts about a match that a lot of people didn't like but <laughs> i i liked it because it was a storytelling match so yeah i mean i like i like matches with stories but it just from my point of view is just that as a standalone match no it wasn't great it was fine but that is the thing it's just like i think sometimes they get too wrapped up in the story there's too much story in this match and that makes sense from my point of view of like you could be a bit more direct about it and not yeah, being so long i i agree with that but also they are the match right before the the big match they couldn't really go all out no, they couldn't go all out, that's true. But then again, that's kind of like, again, getting booked into a corner. Hmm. You know, it's like, why not make this main event then? You don't have to put the IWGP championship match in there. You need to because of the ending that we got. Yeah, but then what do you put on the yeah. Sonata Naito match? Yeah, this is the thing. It, it's... Yeah. It's just, yeah... This, I like the concept of what they were trying to do with this show, but because of the night before, it kind of just scuppered anything they were going to do on this show in, in so many yeah. ways. And I think it just, uh, this show was a lot better than the previous day's show. But, and, and it was, it had some great wrestling matches on it and they could afford to have this match because it wasn't great, but it was sandwiched between other matches. But then the main event was not as good as this match was and this match wasn't that great. So you kind of had a deflating end to this show. Whereas the previous show started off well and went downhill. This had started off hot and then went no, started off well and then went downhill seriously. This just kind of petered out as a show. I I, I think people would have felt very differently about this match mm. of, and this day if it had been reversed, if this has been the first show. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but then again, they wouldn't have sent the fans home happy if they'd done it that way around. The... Yeah, 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 but I, I think... Well, I mean, I suppose they of... would have done because the Nemeth support would have been okay. Mm. But it's, yeah, but it's not, there's not I, I a think... lot of emotional baggage on that show. I think a lot of people went into day two already cranky and yeah, seeing the negative and everything. Because mm. I think this would have been a, a 7 out of 10 match on most shows. Yeah. But now because people were like, no, New Japan sucks. <laughs> it was like four out of ten. Um, I, I, I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was, but I don't think it was. I think it was too intricate for what they needed to do. Yeah, I and just think the benefit of the well. doubt was lost for everyone. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the issue. Yeah. Anyway, main event time. <laughs> Tessa Unato versus Sonata again, and. I can understand, yes, it's been faction versus faction, but this match was not good. It wasn't terrible, but it was nowhere near as good as the match they had at Wrestle Kingdom, and you start to figure out, like, why did we bother? Because Sonata's not ready to challenge again yet, really. The 90 days rematch clause doesn't really work in New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's never been a feature of the whole thing. And this was predicated on Sonata saving NATO in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom so he could have his roll call. But part of me says, is like, then perhaps one should have tried harder in this match. <laughs> and even NATO was saying, look, I'm not wrestling this guy again if I can possibly help it. Does he have to be in the New Japan Cup? 
Um, New Japan disagreed with that, which means Sonata has now got a, yet another chance to challenge for NATO, which I am, as a Sonata fan, I like Sonata, but I do not want to see him wrestle Tetsuya Nate again, at least for a year, please. Because there's just been too much contact. And it's difficult because they've got styles that are so similar. Because they're both like, you know, super smooth technical wrestlers, which is normally, under normal circumstances, perfect. But I don't think they actually match in the sense of, how can I put this? Styles make fights, and NATO works better from underneath, and he doesn't feel like he's wrestling from underneath when he's wrestling Sonata because he's the more experienced, better round, well-rounded wrestler who has embraced the chaos, and that's what makes him great. Whereas Sonata is very, 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 very good, but doesn't embrace the chaos, so therefore never quite fulfills his potential. That's my thoughts on this particular match. What's your thoughts on this, Christy? I I like this match, but I get what you mean. I, I think yeah. my issue with this pairing is that Naito is the worst thing that could ever happen to Sonata as a character. Yeah. Because Naito points out everything Sonata is not good at. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. You've got the most popular guy in the company who is telling viewers he is not good on the microphone. He's a terrible champion. He doesn't show emotion. He doesn't this, he doesn't that. It's basically confirming what a lot of naysayers already think about Sonata. Yeah. So you have the, the, the top guy saying, yes, you're right in not liking this guy, not trusting this guy, not thinking this guy is good enough. While at the same time, New Japan wants to build Sonata. Mm. So in th- that's why I think Naito is not a right fit for Sonata. And that's why I don't think continuing this feud is good for Sonata. No. I think you're doing him a disservice by continuing to put him against Naito. Yeah. And I also just, think... just at the very beginning of the match, uh, Retius does this... Chat, uh, applause meter. I noticed the other referees have started doing it now as well. <laughs> and yes. I, I talked about this on my Twitter. If I were Sonata, I would want to kick the, the guys in the face for doing that. Yeah, yeah. You're basically showing the world that Sonata, a guy New Japan wants to be over and wants to be a, a face, is not over. Mm. Is not a favorite. No. And He's no not one even is the most popular guy in his own faction. No. That's... But it, it, I think it's doing so much harm to Sonata's image hmm. to continue having him feud against Naito. Mm-hmm. There's not many people who can stand up to Naito. Um, and a, a character whose biggest character... Um, uh, what do you call it? Character trait... Yeah. is that he's stoic and cool and doesn't respond, just doesn't mash well with Naito. No. Because it's... Naito's just going to overpower him completely. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like You can get away with it once, but you're not going to get away with it twice. Well, it, ju- it, just, it feels like you're pushing Sonata down even more if you yeah. continue to do this. 
Um, because yeah. a, a guy like Okada could, because Okada is cool and he's above Naito. Yeah. And he, he, he backs up everything he claims. But if you don't give Sonata the wins, then it's just a guy who's not responding to the guy who's better than him. Who's yeah. telling everyone he's better than him and who's poking at all the, your insecurities. Yeah. It doesn't, no, it just doesn't fit. And I just feel bad for Sonata because I don't think this is doing him any favors uh, in the eyes of the fans. No, you're because right. And People are already going to not like those qualities of him. And then you have the most popular guy saying, yes, you're right. Yeah, I, I, I'm not burning to see Sonata to go after anyone right now. Not not because he's bad. I think he's a great wrestler, and I actually like him as a wrestler. But there's no, there's nothing, there's no impetus there to move him forward. It's like <laughs> there was in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. Arthur Dent ends up on a planet where there's no, um, there's no anima. Everyone does just just does stuff because they do stuff. So they play netball and they can't understand why he gets angry because they've lost by three points. Because they're mm-hmm. like, well, that, they play better than us, so they're better than, well, they are better than us, so they're going to beat us, so that's fine. And he can't understand why they can't get angry because everyone works in logic and with no passion because that's the way that planet works. And it's that sonata in the sense of, why are you still wrestling if you don't seem to enjoy yourself? If you see what I mean. Well, and you don't you I don't, don't seem to get I, upset when you lose and you don't seem to get you get upset when you lose but you don't seem to get that particularly happy when you win. Yeah, but I think that's again that's the character. Yeah. That's that's what people are supposed to mm. understand about Sonata. It's just that it's hard to understand when you have this guy telling yeah. you that it's wrong. Yeah. And I also think my issue with this pairing is that there's no end of the line there's no goal that they are reaching well and no i think they reached their goal the goal was the roll call at wrestle kingdom yeah but, as but in, arguably as in that their... didn't have to be scenario it could have been anyone yeah but also their dynamic mm. because during wrestle kingdom i felt like wow naito has finally understood that there is something to appreciate about sonata yeah he, he thanked him yeah but then in this match, we're back to square one. We're, yeah. we're back to spitting in his face and mocking him and talking shit about him to everyone. Like, th- there's no progression in their relationship. No, there's nothing, nothing's moved on. Nothing's moved. It's like we had a moment. No. And then yeah. Naito reverted back to what he was before that moment. Yeah, he's learned nothing. Sonata he's has achieved nothing. nothing and we've moved on. <laughs> and that was what could have made Sanada. Like, Naito doesn't have to completely respect him, but, like, be less of a dick towards him. For helping him, for saving him, for giving him the gifts that he's always wanted, that roll call. Hmm. But he hasn't. Yeah. And we are, as viewers, always on Naito's side. Yeah, that's the thing. Because he's the big shiny thing in the room. Because he's the big shiny thing who's who's always right, who's the most popular, who can do whatever mm. he wants. Yeah. 
So, uh, so it's just as as a Sonata fan, that's my main issue with this, and I never expected to have this much of an issue with a feud between Sonata and Naito, because that's always been something I was looking forward to. But I mm. just think Naito, I don't know if it's intentionally or just a, a result of his character, but he just completely destroys Sonata. And I don't see an upside to this because even growth gets reverted back to the status quo. Yes, and it be it would be. I think an awful lot of it as well would be if they were putting in blistering five star matches, you wouldn't mind so much. But there's not that there either. It's not Naito can't do those things anymore like he used to, and Sonata isn't necessarily the opponent to do them with. But there could be so much more in the in ring content to balance that out, and Sonata could have so much more fire to balance that out. But he doesn't really. I'm not saying he hasn't got baby face fire. He has, but it's not as it's lacking. It's also lacking in intensity. <laughs> but that's also a Naito problem because you're never yeah. going to outdo Naito at that at, yeah. at being fired at being popular. You could mm. be as fiery as you want to be, and the crowd is still going to ch- choose Naito. Yeah, so but... I just think Naito is a terrible opponent for him. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and I think it. I was hoping it would run its course last month, but apparently not. And so, yeah. But there you go. But we did finish the show with a roll call. And then um, Naito invited Okada into the ring to do the LIJ fist bump. And Okada was like, are you sure? Have you not got something planned? I don't trust you one inch. I took a screenshot (laughs) of that look on his face and I'm like, Okada's learned in the last like 14 years not to trust a single thing Naito suggests. So Naito Naito kicked him in the guts and then went into the LIJ flag on the map because he's Naito. First he did the the, he offered the LIJ fist bump to Okada. And yes. the moment Okada was like, he he was like, "Am I going to do it?" Yeah, right. Yeah. He did it, and the, just a second before they were supposed to touch, Naito attacked him and spit him in a spit in his face, and yes, did the Naito thing. Yes, and then as they went as he went down the aisle, he did say uh, he did say thank you and put his fist up to him one more time because he had to end on the right note. Yeah, um, and Okada put his his fist up, and yeah. Naito did it back to him. Yes, so yeah. That's as much respect as Naito is going to give you, unless yeah. you're Bushi. <laughs> he did have a, Naito did have a massive smile on his face, because he realised he's, kind of, he's kind of inherited the castle at this particular point. For as long, uh, for as, as, long hold, as he can, his yeah. Knee, yeah. As long as his knees hold out. <laughs> um, yeah. He's essentially the money man in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and how long his knees will hold out is a different question entirely, and let's not start talking about his neck, shall we? But, um, or his yeah. eyes. Or his eyes. Is there any body parts he hasn't got? That his arms seem to be okay. But yes, that's about it. Well, but... can you trust a wrestler to be honest about that? No, no. Not... Still have an or specifically that particular wrestler who would literally die for his fans. So what can you do? Yeah. I also saw that people were saying that Sonata's still injured. Hmm. That would probably explain an awful lot of the slow movement in that particular match and its disjointedness, which is yeah, he's, it's not he's really, got... he's not really a Sonata thing, to be honest. No, he said otherwise in his backstage 
comments, but you can't trust a wrestler, so. No, exactly not. And Samad, is, uh, how long has he been doing this now? 15 years? He's not. It's, he's 36, and he's been doing this for 16 years. And, and like... he, he does a lot of jumping in and out of the ring and mm. moonsaults and stuff like that. And bear, dare we not say that his mentor, Kiyeji Muto, is on his second knee replacements. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Well, that wraps up the entire show. Well, all two shows, and if you add enough of us to moaning, please come and join us next week. <laughs> we'll be looking at Glate, where me and Marcus will have an hour and a half of positivity to uh, help things swing along there. In the meantime, where can we find you on the internet, Christy? You can find me at Smark Infested if TVSI hasn't destroyed that. <laughs> So if, if it's gone, then they got me. But as long as it's still up, smart infested. There you go. Uh, you can find me at Star on Twitter, at TX on Instagram. Um, I'm a master on TX as well. You can find the show, Troopany Show, on Twitter and on Instagram. And we're on Facebook and on Patreon. We keep Troopany Show free forever for everyone. Like we said, next week, me and Marcus will be looking at Glate. I am going to try and get hold of John and nail him down to a day off somewhere so we can actually record a podcast. Um, and we'll talk about some historical stuff. And of course, in a couple of weeks' time, we will be going back to today at with the New Japan series, um, uh, the New Japan Club series. And maybe Christy will join us there if she has the time. If I have the time. The time. There's a lot of shows being run while I'm at work. So yes. we'll have to see. Yeah, that's true. In the meantime, take care. Speak to you soon, and we'll see you next week. Bye!